Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. I'm recording this from the hotel of Chris Thayer. 500 weeks. 500 weeks. <laughs> uh, because I forgot I had to do this before I left for Madison. I'm in Madison. So, if, well, the shows are sold out. So I can stop. I'm not going to do any plugs. No plugs. No plugs this time. Except our sponsor, which is Eddie Pepitone's amazing new movie, which is called The Bitter Buddha. It was the Slam Dance Film Festival hit. And it's coming to theaters and video on demand now. Uh, I this is a we don't sponsor things that we don't believe in. And I love Eddie Eddie Pepitone. And I haven't seen this movie yet, but I'm actually I'm dying to see it. Uh, I just did shows with Eddie in uh, in uh, Michigan, and he is a delight. And this is a behind the scenes look at uh, kind of the alt scene and Eddie's life. About it features his stand up, and it features some like original cartoons uh, and uh, interviews with Patton, um, Sarah Silverman, Zach Galifianakis, these types of people all talking about Eddie Pepitone, this wonderful comedian's comedian, this wonderful guitarist that all the other guitarists respect and love. So check that out. If you want to support the show, go to youmadeitweird.com, buy a t-shirt, or if you're feeling nasty, hit the donate button, or buy an episode of You Made It Movies. We just did a new one with Amir Blumenfeld. We watched American Psycho. Patrick Walsh and I watched Drive. Joe Rose and I watched Glengarry Glenn Ross. Uh, Paul Tompkins and I watched There Will Be Blood. And John Mulaney and I watched The Assassination of Jesse James. These are all, uh, most of them are available now. <laughs> Well, I just hate a sandwich. And uh, the rest are, are, are coming coming very quickly. All right. I'm going to go shower before my show here in Madison, Wisconsin, where it is really, really, really cold. Pretty. It's pretty and, and pretty cold. Enjoy, everybody. Glennis McMultrie, one of my faves. Hi. Hi, Petey. How are you? Good. Are you tired? <laughs> <laughs> you, went, you were like, hey. I don't know. Don't you go into modes before you do any type of performance? Or I'm asking. Yes. Where I, uh, Katie is witness to it all the time, where I appear um, not myself because mm-hmm. you're saving it up. Don't you do that? I go into a, yeah, like a Sasha Fierce kind of a mode. What does that mean? That's Beyonce. Is that a Zoolander reference? <laughs> Have you ever heard? No. Yeah, Beyonce goes into this like. What is it called? Sasha Fierce. Your name is already Beyonce. <laughs> You don't need, it's not like it's uh, ego, Chris you know. Gaines for uh, Garth, Brooks. Garth Brooks. You need an alter ego when your name is Garth. Yeah, that's not very emo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what does that mean? Oh, you just like, I don't know, just to get fierce before you go on stage. But what does that mean for you? Oh, for me? What does that look like? <laughs> Tell it me. Just, it just, because I'm usually around people, so I just I'm like your this. comedy partner in just our like, team. No, that's not real. <laughs> I just kind of—I don't know. I but do you like get? Focus. Does it look sad? Because that's what mine looks like. It's—it's—it's it's, no. it's saving batteries, is what it is for me. Oh, you—you you think you look sad before you go on stage? I know I do because people are always asking me, "Are you sad? <laughs> <laughs> are you okay?" And it's not that I'm. There's no dread or anything. It's just yeah. a feeling of like. I don't know. You're here, like you're here. You to, save it. You're here to give. Yeah. Don't you feel like I feel like uh, I reference this from time to time? You know the game The Sims. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play that? Or, or are you familiar it, with it? I'm familiar. Well, it doesn't really matter. It's like playing dolls, but for boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although girls like it a lot. A lot of girls like. Katie, do you like that game? 
She's not into it. <laughs> but they, they, so you'll have a person, and then they have all these bars, and one of them is like energy. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and and when you wake up in the morning, it's full. And then like I think there's like performance energy as well because you can be very oh. <laughs> I hit my own Aww. earphones. You can be very tired and perform well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a separate tank. Yeah. No, Do you find that? Yeah, totally. I see that. I used to tell myself when I was really tired improvising, and, and you're a wonderful improviser. Thank you. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. What happened? No, I love that you took a moment to what say happened? thank you. Oh, well, thank you. That's you complimented all. me. Well, yeah, I know, but you <laughs> responded to it. You heard it. I throw a lot of compliments at people. I've noticed that, like, Language is important to me. Like, I just had to tell a friend of mine, I was like, when you text me back, like, okay, with no punctuations, look, it's my problem, not yours, but I think something's wrong. Yeah. Or, like, if something is fine, why not say it's it's great? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, I was working on something creatively with a good, good friend of mine, and, he, and again, it's my problem, not his, mm-hmm. but I was like, um, how are the commercial breaks because we were looking at my hour and I was having a friend watch it. I was like, how are the breaks? Mm-hmm. And he was like, um, they're fine. And I'm very sensitive about it. And I had to be like, just say, I mean, f- you, uh, you could say they're perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> because they are. No, Like nobody loves where the commercial breaks are in an hour. Right. But does it go? At the, it's not in the middle of the bit, right? Right, right. So they're Perfect. They're perfect. <laughs> so why pass an opportunity to say they're perfect? And because when, everybody mm. is obsessed with being um, cool. I don't know. Like or I feel neutral like the, somehow. Yeah, I think neutral and cool kind of go hand in hand sometimes. Neutral. Neutral. Newell. Neutral. I keep it newell. Newell. Just keep it newell. So gross. <laughs> I know. But you're right. It's it's embarrassing to be invested, and I think yeah. that's actually what made me laugh was you saying thank you. Put a little bit more Glennis in in the pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like you were investing in that moment and being like, "I heard your compliment, and it made me feel good, or or whatever." Now I feel like a nerd. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just it's just presence and participation, which is you know a huge a huge thing. Also, I don't get a lot of compliments, so <laughs> that's not true. Oh, it's do, not do true. people tell you you're an old timey broad? Old timey broad? I've never heard those exact words. <laughs> People say I have an old lady name no, <laughs> all the time. All the time. Not, I wouldn't go old from compliment name. to old lady name. Like I lure you in with honey and then just slap you with Glennis. <laughs> what an old lady! It was in a it was in a review one time of I Eat Pandas. They were like, and Glennis and Eliza have old lady names. Oh, Glennis. Well, you both do, kind of. We do. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. No. Glennis, though, I don't know any old people. I don't know anyone named Glennis. It doesn't offend me. I don't. I, I, do you know I any like old, old people? people. <laughs> I love old people. Do you? Um, well, I, I. This is another nerdy thing about me, but I genuinely feel like um, we have a lot to learn from old people. Well, it's so funny to hear you say that because you know who thinks that. The rest of the world and not uh, the United States. Yeah. Like, it's so rare yeah. to meet somebody that said what you just said. And I'd love to hear more about that. Because old people, they, they let's talk about it. They chew weird. They, uh, they, They're weird. They, they have weird <laughs> posture that reminds us of our own demise. Sometimes they don't smell so good. They can smell. Yeah. Like, it's not even a bad smell. And look, if you're 90 and listening to this, God love you for figuring out iTunes. And, <laughs> and we're not talking about you. 
But you know, there there is a chemically sort of whatever's keeping them together is uh, emits mm-hmm. a smell. Sometimes. Well, I just want people to care what I say when I'm older. So you know, brilliant. Plus, and to be taken care of. And to be taken care of. And to be cared for. But yes. like not just not just food and shelter, but like it's important. It's a real need. Especially for me to have people want to come and like, like I think I I might like being an old person if people come by and they're like, tell us about that time. I know, but people don't do that. People don't. You know, do my that. dad's in a nursing home, which tell is why I feel like I. How have old that. is your dad? He's sixty six. He has early onset Alzheimer's, so he's young. Yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to bring it no, down. That's, but no, that's no, no, what no, I no, no. That's th- that's important. Both of my parents are older than that. Um, are they? I got those old parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got those old parents you hear about sometimes. And you know, they're How old were they when they had you? My mom was like 39, I think. Okay. That especially for that generation that's older. She's 70 <clears throat> something. She wow. would not like me sharing that. But who cares? But God bless her. Yeah. God bless her. You I know? mean, who's hitting on my mom? <laughs> it's Age like, doesn't wait a minute. <laughs> It 70. still does matter, though, to older ladies. It still matters. I yeah. Think. I think that's, that's, that's a, a retaining of vitality and youth where you're like, you still care. I won't. I would never tell you what I weigh or, oh. you know, it's just an well, old school. Well, weight is totally different. That's that's such a standard crowd work thing that I've seen as a stand-up where people go, I would never ask how old you are, madam. How much do you weigh? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a, it's like, <laughs> it's a $30 joke, though. I, I looked it up. It's, it's, a 30 it's valued at thirty dollars. <laughs> Wait, jokes have value? What mm-hmm. do you mean? I'm trying to I'm trying to create more ways to compliment jokes. <laughs> if that can be one of my legacies, one of them. That's I'm gonna have funny. many legacies. Is I'd like to give people more vocabulary, like like saying laser accuracy or whatever. I think it's funny, which is something I say on the show. It, I didn't intend for it to be a thing. Yeah. But when people say a joke that's just so perfect, it's like a laser cut. It. I yeah. like to just yell laser. And now I'll tweet something and people will yell laser. People will say laser to other people. And I'm just like, great. There used to just be ha, ha, ha. And now there's laser. That's good. You know what I mean? And then Yeah. Because what's say, worse than somebody being like, that was funny. Yeah, that's what I that do all funny. the time. Oh, no, no, no. So, you so put... funny. <laughs> I, I do it when You're we're... adding words to the lexicon. So, so funny. No, funny. That was so funny. So old people and your respect for old them. Old people, yeah. Because the term elder, let's go to South America. Imagine if we could, the graffiti would be in Spanish. <laughs> There'd be like weird smaller sodas. Yeah, with real sugar in them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like and they don't have the patented like the pop, like you peel it off. Like yeah. The, no, you open both ends of it with a can opener like Don Draper drinking beer. You do have beer. to punch a hole yeah, in the top it. to drink it. And yeah. then you have to return the can. <laughs> yeah. No, you just litter. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? You have two choices when you get a soda. Litter or recycle. Return like, it for like money. They, yeah, you got to return it for money. That they might then fill it back up yeah. in front of you. For the next For person. the next person with no regard. No. Well, you know, it sounds racist or offensive, but I've been to Venezuela and it was like, that was pretty right. In At least in 1999 when I was yeah. there, I was like, this is like, this I know, is I, went to, I went to Mexico, Mexico City. Oh, really? Holy... That was that was a new world. When did you go? When I was fourteen, we built houses for for families outside of Mexico City. With a church, or did you just? It was with a church, but I wasn't. Uh, never... I, I wasn't religious. I just wanted friends. Oh, that is so <laughs> precious. So the girl that likes old people also just needed I'm some such friends. A nerd, Pete. I've never had anybody on the show that also did that. I did that sort of thing. You did. I'd like to hear about you. But you were with I, a youth group. I built. Well, that's why I was in Venezuela, and that's why I went to Africa. Oh, I did all sorts of weird things. Yeah. So you were building houses. Yeah. For 
chums. For chums. Yeah. You were like, you know, Jesus is my best friend, but Linda, what are you doing <laughs> later? Because Jesus is busy, right? Remember now. that experience we went through together? Oh, <laughs> now we're you try to cash it in. Yeah. Did it work? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. But weren't they weird, weird churchy friends? They were. So like, it worked for a while until I think we got to like high school when you realize like, oh, I have to like invest in this fully, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be. I'm not religious. Right. So oh. I'll just make friends with kids that have... And they remain religious? Yeah. Have, have what? Knives? <laughs> knives and matchbooks? I was going to say uh, good snacks. <laughs> and the good snacks. The good snacks. He's got fire hot Cheetos and knife <laughs> and matches. <laughs> yeah. I'm hanging out with that guy. Yeah. yeah. Single dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a single dad in your high school? No, no. <laughs> I was picturing him at the lunch table. I'm sorry. I didn't let you in on that what I was funny. picturing. <laughs> single dad. Single dad. Best friend. If you were a single parent... If I were a single parent, I don't know. Would you? I'd probably get my kids like like a can of Pringles, <laughs> like every oh, day. Oh, all like, the junk. Remember food. who gave you this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's I'd, their lunch. Yeah. Just every day, a can yeah. of Pringles. Mom yeah. is sending her with a bag of dried kale, <laughs> and I'm giving her a can of Pringles. And on the face, that weird like doctor, old timey like, yeah, this will cure what ails you with the mustard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat these chips. <laughs> <laughs> and you just write a little bubble with like your inspirational words for the yeah. day. And I put my face on the face. <laughs> Yes, but I've warped it in Photoshop to look like that guy, <laughs> and, it's, and it's terrifying. Thank God, and their little hand isn't big enough to cover it up. So <laughs> they go, "Cool, you got Pringles." Oh, <laughs> what the fuck is that? What the hell's that? Yeah, I, I said fuck too early. <laughs> when did you start swearing? <clears throat> um, you I feel remember? Like pretty early. I feel like pretty early. Did you go through a phase? I, here, I'll just tell you what I'm thinking. I okay. started in like fourth or fifth grade, but it was a phase. Mm-hmm. Like I just realized we could. Like you, like literally, like you wouldn't be struck by lightning. So I yeah. remember being like, ah, "Fuck that!" <gasps> and my heart kept beating. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." And then I remember there was like three, four months. I had a girlfriend named Karen. That was weird. Talking about old lady names, huh? Karen, I'm kidding. I love no, the name Karen. If I met that Karen, I don't know. I, I wonder if she's a lesbian. She had, <laughs> she had kind of a Sporty Spice vibe. Uh, I'm not how, even trying to be funny. You? Well, fourth, fifth grade, what is it? I wish there were okay. an easy way to go, take your grade and add six. Yeah. That's your age. But yeah, well, isn't. fourth or fifth grade. Well, you're probably like, what, 13 when you go, 14 when you go into high school, right? Yeah, there you go. So fourth or fifth grade would be 11? Yeah, so. 9, 10? 9, 10. I was swearing when I was Gil's age. Holy Who's shit. Who's Gil? Gil's this little boy that runs around the... Oh. You can only see him if you believe. <laughs> no, his father and mother... Is he sitting on me? What is happening? <laughs> You're sitting on him. <laughs> oh, <God>. uh, <laughs> anyway, we don't know. You know, to... my dog's name is Gilda. I didn't know that. That's why I was like, who the hell's Gil? Did you just ask your parents what other names they considered naming you? What? Gilda. It's another old lady name. <laughs> No, you know what my mom wanted to name me was Kinsey Tate. Wow. Like, that would have just completed the trailer Was she a big sex person, Kinsey? (laughs) I know. Kinsey. No, I have no idea. This is pre-Mad Men, so it was just, there's only one Kinsey. I know. I know. Well, she's Southern, so I feel like that's kind of a Southern name. It's like Kinsey Tate. Yeah, well, you throw that Tate in there. Mm -hmm. It's like Tater Tot. Tater (laughs) Tot. Kinsey Tater Tot. Now two on the nose. It's two on the nose. Kinsey watermelon slices. <laughs> Fried bologna tape. <laughs> oh, oh. Casserole that you just improv. <laughs> you just pancake You just whatever mix. you got in the house, you just throw it on Noodles. in there, Tate. 
Tight. 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 Get in here. I'm going to show you how to improv cast. Oh, my God. We got peanut butter and uh, peanut butter. Peanut butter, whatever we got. And then whatever. I don't even know. Cereal. Some, that's baking soda. <laughs> I just put in half a can of bacon, and your father loved it. We almost called you Kenzie Bacon Soda Tate. <laughs> Kenzie B.S. Tate. That's why we didn't, because we we did a little freestyle, what will the kids call you, B.S. Right, right. And that's what I call baking soda. I don't believe it does anything. Mm-mm, just a dash of B.S. will keep everything <laughs> in order. Yeah, right. Propaganda started by the BS company. <laughs> you ever make cookies and leave out the baking soda? What happened? Nothing. Nothing. It's your mom doing stand up now. <laughs> Nothing. She plays beats in between what? where the lab should be. Please. And I she love gets that. huge and people throw cans of baking soda up on. She's like, what? I'll take them. I'll take them. <laughs> I love BS them. <laughs> The new album. Y'all want to talk about boobs? (laughs) 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 The kind of act that only works when you're huge. Yes. Because when you're open micing that act and you're like, y'all want to talk about BS? (laughs) Bacon soda, it's BS. Here's where I'm going with this. (laughs) Wait, what? Uh, Sweat. Flop sweat. Water. Did someone put some BS in this water? I feel like I just inhaled a bunch of BS. (laughs) Really trying. Still nothing. Really trying to get you on board with this idea that makes up. Oh, I got the light. Damn Damn these three-minute meltdown spots. Three minutes, Matt Myra, you son of a bitch. He runs the open mic here. (laughs) Sweet, sweet Myra. So you love the elderly. You went to Mexico City. Where were we just then? Oh, yeah, you uh, were. Oh, when I started swearing. Your mother came up for no reason? Oh, your mother was going to name you Kinsey. Is she a sex fiend? Is she a sex fiend? No. No. No, No, that just white trashed it. Yeah. You could be like Freud. Totally white trash. Freud potato sticks. (laughs) See that? Freud potato sticks. This is my daughter, Freud Potato Sticks, <laughs> and my do- and my other daughter, Kinsey Bacon ne- Soda Nietzsche Cheetos. Nietzsche. 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 This is my daughter, Nietzsche. <laughs> I actually love, like, really trashy names, and I was watching Toddlers and TRs, <laughs> and there was a girl named um, Faith Lynn. Faith Lynn was her whole Faith name. Faith Lynn. Faith Lynn. Wait, two words or one, one word? One word. Ooh, Faith Lynn. Faith Lynn. Isn't that a good name? Oh, my name is Faith Lynn. Mm-hmm. The position's been filled. <laughs> That's her on the uh, phone. Just one word, yeah. First Hi. name. This is Faith Lynn calling about... Hello? Hello. <laughs> Unless you're applying to, you know, be a pastor's assistant. Is my assistant Faith yeah, Lynn. Yeah, Faith Lynn. I love those pastry names. Uh, where? What is what? Majesty. Oh, you know, Majesty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this yeah. Is my son, Majesty. <laughs> and my daughter, Divine Inspiration. <laughs> All one word. All one word. Divinspiration. <laughs> Middle name, Miracle Whip. <laughs> Divine Inspiration, Miracle Whip, Majesty. <laughs> Mm. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> cursing, yeah. I remember. Oh, right. Cursing. I want my I just wash my hair. <clears throat> Do you wash your hair every day? No, not every day. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. Mm-mm. Speaking of bacon soda, some people just put bacon soda in they, their hair. No, they do not. Yeah. They put bacon soda in their put hair. Put it in their hair. Are you sure it's not dry shampoo? That's a thing. I know what dry shampoo is, Gwen. 
Well, of course you do. Why would I think otherwise? Well, I, I think I see one of the things that I think is making me a grown person is attention to things like you shouldn't wash your hair every day. Yeah. And I was at a, I was at a comedy show the other night and I saw this comedian. And he's one of those comedians that wears a suit. And I'm not really shitting on him. But it's funny to see he has all the accoutrement of like a grown person. He's yeah. a young guy though. And then his hair, I was like... If you're going to wash your hair, you're going to have to put something back in it. You right. know what I mean? Because you look like a cat just got out of the dryer. <laughs> and I really just wanted I wanted really? to like mat it down for him. It's just that's how I would have looked two years ago. But it's funny to put that much effort into, into oh, that's, how that's, you look. That's, yeah, it's funny that you notice that. That's exactly right. You got yeah. the perfect suit and then up top it's like, did you just like run your knees on the carpet and touch a <laughs> balloon or something? What is happening? <laughs> but guys don't get that kind of attention. Guys that, don't get it. Mm-mm. They don't, they're not told that kind of stuff. Trim your nose hairs too. I say it every chance I Ear get. Ear hairs too. Ear hairs, Ear hairs too. Ear hairs, no hair, nose hairs. I, I enjoy doing that stuff. Format? Format, yeah. <laughs> Are you do it for them? Well, I enjoy like gross things like that. Like I enjoy get. I you're one of those girls that like pops pimples it. on oh, people's backs. He won't backs. let me, but Ooh, I love to. I gross. Do I know? I don't do know why. Any? No, I don't. Oh, that's so. I know gross. it's so gross. I love gross stuff. Really? I love it. Yeah. Oh my Jesus. I know. I know. It's I used weird. to know when I was at camp. There were these two like uh, European girls that would sit by the pool or the pool, the lake, or was we call it the pool. <laughs> God's pool, yeah, God's and they'd be pool. popping each other's pimples on their backs. Then they, you really, you never look more like a gorilla than I when know. you're just doing. Truly, that. you're just like, wow. Shouldn't there be glass between me and you? Shouldn't I be eating peanuts and like marveling at how far we've come? Yeah, right. But you like it? Yeah, I don't know. I like gross stuff. You? Why? Uh, when did it start? Mad balls? Always. <laughs> always. I've always just been... I think my mom does, too. Really? Fucking trailer trash. Excuse my language, but trailer trash... Which part? The fucking? No, trailer trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fucking... I guess it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, no, I've been... We've said it a million times. Yeah, I've said it a million times. I felt like that one was a little no, no. unnecessary. Well, fucking trailer trash. It was the first one that was attached to a value judgment. Right. You were looking at a people. Yeah. Trailer yeah. trash people. Yeah. But you grew up being gross. Yeah. I don't but know. But you seem uh, so put together now. Would you now, if you, little Glennis, met you now, would you be like, oh, oh so for, clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that scarf. I used to eat candy off the ground. What do you, where would you find this ground candy? Wherever. Like, I, because we weren't allowed to have sweets. Just so follow Randall, the I fat kid with big <laughs> pockets. Oh, no, no. I dropped a Kit Kat. Oh, my God. Why is it unwrapped? <laughs> He's paying out. <laughs> He's paying off. He's finally, finally paying off. (laughs) I've been following Randall for two months. I've been tracking him for for months. Shut up, y'all. I'm tracking Randall. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's got to rush to get that crosswalk. Here comes the blow pop. (laughs) And yeah, if he gets hit by a car, it's just like a pinata. Oh, oh, he's spinning. (laughs) Do I eat a shoe? His shoe came off. Do I eat a shoe? It's full of pixie sticks. (laughs) (laughs) The hardcore drug of the kid candy world. Oh, for real. I used to sit across from a kid in art class who used to snort pixie sticks. See, he was only doing what we're like probably supposed to have done with it. (laughs) 
right? right? I mean, it's just, that's what it is. Cut off one end, yeah. You know, now these days I get into, as a weird health person, they talk about how cocaine and like processed sugar are like very similar. Of course they, <laughs> they are. They talk about it's like chemically in your brain. Yeah. Now, I tend to disagree. I think they take it a little far. This one woman was like, look, if you're, I, I just love doing this other accent with you. Girl. I know. Look, if you're going to give your kid sugar cereal, and now you're going to discredit her because she's Southern. Look, if you're going to give your kid nah. cereal. <laughs> no, stick with the Southern. All right. All right. You're going to track Randall? That's how I get back into it. <laughs> you tracking Randall, Glenn? Tracking Randall. Oh, that's a bunch of bacon soda. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> and for some reason, those kids were in an ice cream truck that they stole. I don't know why. I don't know. We've got the real payload. Just the horn. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you just drive by in the school and get diabetes too. <laughs> I call it diabetes too, like it's the sequel. <laughs> I got diabetes. I got part two. It's on IMAX. <laughs> this time all bits are off. All limbs are off. Ooh, 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 ooh. You love it. You love a good limb off. Love it. You would eat it. candy off of it. I'm disgusting. I would eat candy off of a yeah, <laughs> off, off of a, a detached sort of limb. Deta- yeah. Fresh though. Fresh. Well, you gotta have fresh. fresh. Keep it on ice, you know. You know. Oh God. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I am bringing this podcast way down. <laughs> way down. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I'm having fun. <laughs> This is what fun is. <laughs> I uh, So she said, look, if you're going to give your kid sugar cereal in the morning, you might as well roll up his sleeve and give him heroin. Oh, That's what she said. Which I think is a little bit of an overstatement. <clears throat> um, but it's interesting when we think about our kid brains eating something. like uh, You're right. Oh, come on is the correct response. Yeah. Because if you give the kid heroin, he's not going to school. It's a downer. <laughs> right. She should have said Coke. Yeah. Then maybe. Ne- then the analogy might make sense because that really makes you go... Nuts, a little bit. Well, what was her point about heroin? It's that they get addicted and then it changes. Well, like, you do get addicted. That's that's. To, I think her point is that you get addicted to something that's, that's going to kill you. Right. Because, uh, and I'm bored with myself right now, I'd much rather be tracking Randall right now. <laughs> but he, like, when you look at um, sugar and how many deaths obesity causes, it's like 10 times that of whatever. Did Ten- you eat a lot of sugar as a kid? I'm surprised that uh, I ate as much as I did. Yeah. Um, I would whine and complain and want Cookie Crisp. I remember the day I got Cookie Crisp. That was a big get. Yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. what was going on with mom that day. Cookies she never, for breakfast. Cookie. That's like the, that was their slogan. Cookies for breakfast. And the <laughs> policeman would come and say, oh, yeah. no, no. And then there'd be the dog that would say, fuck you, I'm eating these cookies. That was the first draft of the script. <laughs> yeah. Cookie Crisp. Fuck you, Ooh, I'm eating these cookies. Who's our target audience for this? Uh, Randall. Randall. Randall, I love it. I love Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp, I still so clearly remember eating it for the first time and being a little bit disappointed that it didn't taste exactly like a bowl of cookies. Because mm-hmm. like if you're, you and I are grown people, after this show we could go get, you know those famous Amos little ones? Oh, yeah, yeah. We could pour those in a bowl and put milk on them totally, and eat them. why not? It sounds like it's probably you left Matt at home. That's what he's doing. <laughs> If it's not mac and cheese and hot dogs, it is cookies in a bowl. (laughs) It's so gross to me. We are both disgusting people. You are. We are both disgusting people. No, I'm much much more um, health conscious about what I eat. Yes. But I've got the other gross things. I think that's what I've always – you guys always felt destined for each other probably because (laughs) 
it's it just makes perfect sense. You love him so so perfectly. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So, did you have sugar when you were a kid? No, soda, we didn't have sugar. Soda pop. But you were mm. white trash. I'm picturing you in the Eight Mile. We were uh, we were super poor, and so we. But like my my parents were hippies, so yeah. So like when my dad was with us until we were eight, it was like all he health took food. Off. He well, he I don't know. He just kind of stayed in the same town, but uh, it was weird. But he just went across the street. He yeah, he just like stayed in the same town, and like he he's just a kind of he was like a wanderer. Like he's just like a solo kind of. He was the youngest of fourteen kids, Whoa. so he just like was a alone. He knew how to carve out time for himself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even joking. If you have no, four, 13 brothers and sisters, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go across the street. Top priority. Yeah, yeah, he's kung fu. I also don't think he, and this isn't to be depressing, but I don't think he wanted kids. I think that he went into the marriage being like, oh, I'm. We were talking about junk food, and I'm talking. No, no, about no, this no, no. It's perfect. That's what the show um, is. <laughs> sneak in these weird little sneak savory it. moments. Yeah. Save. Yeah. Get this save is a on the savory moment. This is a steak and potatoes kind of a moment. You're eating you know? a cake, and then what's this? Venison. Oh, it's savory. Somehow I like it. <laughs> it's delicious, and the cake around the venison has its juice. You gotta have a balance. <laughs> you gotta have a balance. Oh my God, oh, that my voice God. terrified me for it's some terrifying. reason. <laughs> You got it. It's so got friendly. Balance. Oh no! <laughs> she has a huge knife. She's cutting up the celery. She accidentally cuts a finger off. You gotta have balance, <laughs> madam. <laughs> What's the problem? You just chopped off a, a finger. It's oh, with the. You gotta have a balance. You just keep saying you gotta have a balance. Just throw that on into the stir fry. Oh, it's gonna be fine. I don't want to eat your finger. No, you don't eat it just for flavor. This isn't a door. This is a painting of a door. <laughs> How do I get out of here? I don't know, baby. How did I get in here? Stop saying that! You have now entered. <laughs> then I wake up. <laughs> but you're in the bed, too. God, I have a bed. <laughs> then you wake up again. It's like a pear sketch. <laughs> so your mom and dad separated. <laughs> yeah, they separated. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You got to carve out that time for yourself. Well, you he's know? a wanderer. I'm he picturing wanderer. David uh, Carradine. Yeah, yeah. And he. So what does that look like? Um, you're, you're not eating sugar cereals, and they're hippies. And they're then hippies. Your dad took off. He had. A, had a weird. Yeah, just a weird childhood. We just like with. Are you in a trailer? Because I got a. Yeah, we, we reset it if you're not because I'm picturing. No, I did trailer. live in a trailer for a while. We lived we lived in like 15 different places in the same town. Yes. For some reason, we moved around a lot. So one of those was a trailer, and we, it was during my I think during middle school when it's like you don't want to live in a trailer during middle school. So it was kind of the most formative mm. place that I lived, you mm-hmm. know. And then I found out the cool kid Steve lived in a trailer park too, and I was like, hey guys. I live in a trailer. Oh, then <laughs> it was know? cool again. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Randall's like, I live in a house. <laughs> Fucking beat it, Randall. You have waffles on your face. Randall, if I shake you, I'm going to shake you and I'm going to get them Pop-Tarts. I'm going to get them damn Pop-Tarts. I know you got those s'mores Pop-Tarts and they're warm because you walk to school with them in your pocket. So it's just like a toaster, you toaster pant boy. Yeah, you pant toaster. <laughs> toaster pant boy. Hey, tote pant toaster. Hey. Teacher comes in. Are you making fun of Randall? Well, he walks to school with the pop tarts in the pocket, and they heat up just like, like a toaster pant. Yeah. <laughs> he, he joins in. High five. Uh. Right. Uh. Look at the elbow. 
Yeah. I, I can't. Every time, I, every time I look at the hand. Look at the elbow. Yep. There every you time go. you hit it, if you look at the elbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tricks of the trade. <laughs> <laughs> Tricks of the trade. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So your dad, why, what did it look like when he left? Um, uh, so they, um, yeah. well, what did it look like when he left? I don't know. I mean, they, they were like, it was very cavalier. It was just like, we're getting divorced. Really? Yeah. Well, they, they weren't, oh, you how, you're eight, how you're eight. I was eight. eight. Do you want to hear how they got married? This mm-hmm. is great. They were mm-hmm. uh, hippies. And Dinty so they, Moore catered it. <laughs> Dinty Moore came. And th- that's the thing. Like they, uh, they were like hippies. Like they went into a field mm. and they had, and my mom had a flower wreath on yes. her head. And their friend, Your Winsong, dad wore like a long shirt. He wore like a, you know, like a, like kind of a. Like Dashiki. <laughs> no, it was more like a cowboy kind of hippie shirt, okay. you know, with like the the like um, pearl buttons, oh, that kind of thing, classy. like real classy. Yeah. And uh, and their friend said abracadabra, and they were married, and that's that it? was their wedding. But then they had wait, to get... that's it. <laughs> yeah, that abracadabra? was their abracadabra, and they were married. Did they kiss? Yeah, they kissed. Was there a rabbit? <clears throat> a rabbit or a rabbi? A ra- <laughs> A, ra- a rabbit rabbi? A rabbite? Oh, <laughs> No, they kissed, yeah. I'm yeah. trying really hard to think of Jew rabbit puns. <clears throat> shalom would be one, and then it's like, sh- shell, sh- shalom, shalom, om, shell, um, sh- carrot. Let's, let's reverse it. Carrot. <laughs> carrot. 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 Uh, carrot. Uh, that's easy. Carrot. <laughs> Anyone have a carrot? R- rab- rabbit's foot. Ra- rabbit. Rabbit's foot. Rabbit foot. Hair. Hair. Hairy. Hair. How could there not be one? I, how are we not thinking of anything? Bugs Bunny. <laughs> is there a, is there is there a <clears throat> Jewish name that sounds like bugs? Um. Wow. This is an impossible area. I love the rabbit Jew crossover. There's, there's no, nothing. there's nothing. There's nothing. This is amazing. Thumper. All I got is humper. <laughs> that's all I got. I mean, rabbi is rabbi. Is, I think that's it. Rabbi. That's it. Yeah. I'm so sorry to. I I thought that was an interesting. Hopping the hopping the hopping challah <laughs> uh, uh, tabernacle. <laughs> tabernacle. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hanukkah. Han. <clears throat> Hanukkah. Han Solonica. <laughs> Han Solo to cut? Yeah, that's See, we're, we're in the right area of the brain. Yeah. But we're opening drawers and it's wrong. <laughs> Keep going. So you're abracadabra, no rabbit. Abracadabra, they, they kissed. kissed. They were married. Was it legal? Um, it, it They had to get actually divorced because of common law. So they'd lived together for, for long So they enough. knew that they were doing it baloney style. Yeah. Like it was yeah. fake, fakesies. Yeah. But as real as Which any... is, I think, the only reason that my dad agreed to marry my mom. If it was an abracadabra wedding. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, dude. That's a new lowering of standards yeah, for your mom. For my Am mom. I interpreting that wrong? She wants to get married and she, he's like, I don't want to. And it's like, what if it was yeah, just yeah. like this? Because when I got married, uh, she had she said things like, oh, I wish I'd had a ring and I wish I'd had a wedding like this and stuff like Would've that. Would have made the divorce so much more official. I know, but they still had to get divorced. Isn't that? Yeah. It's sad. And it is sad that she, so she did secretly desire like a, a proper. Yeah. Yeah. But she had real, um, she had some self-esteem issues. So I feel like she kind of like 
Like, why? Oh, her parents were just awful. Well, that's where you get them. They were just awful. Where, where'd you get those self-esteem issues? Yeah. At the parents' store. <laughs> hey, sad looking. Oh, yeah. I had a coupon for 30% off compliments. <laughs> it just means I get 30%, 30% less compliments. compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Got to find a balance. <laughs> oh, Pete, I don't want to make you sad. Uh, no, I'm laughing. <laughs> That was laughter, okay, good, but it good. was like a pained laugh. Yeah. So that so your mom self esteem issues because her weird parents. Yeah. Are they like first generation something? Uh, no, they were southern. Oh, I really Just... wanted to do a European accent. <laughs> I don't care about you, hippie. <laughs> You hippie, anyway. get out of my house. Wait, that was more all over sorts. You Get out of the house. And that's the mom. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty standard bait and switch. Get out of here. Get in the chopper. <laughs> they have a chopper for you? Yeah, the chopper. For your mom. <laughs> and now you're nice to me? <laughs> that seems like an awfully nice way to send me away. Wow. Chopper, thank you. Bye. <laughs> 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 yeah, they were just they were just your run of the mill southern yeah. drunk uh, smokers, you mm. know. Maybe she should not have had children, perhaps. A little white trashy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I remember all I remember about my grandma was she loved to pickle things mm-hmm. and she loved the musical cats. Two things my mom loves and she's not <laughs> that way at all. <laughs> we found the common ground. Oh, there you go. Pickles and, Between... and cats. We always requested memories whenever there was a guy who played the piano. Yeah. And he'd play it. And it would, it, well, you know, it's a, it's one of those standards. Daylight, not a sun, meow, 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 The cat's musical is back <laughs> with the original lyrics. <laughs> with actual cats. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the tune to Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> Finally, got it. The way it was meant to be. Why are these goddamn cats speaking English? Do it right, Frank Lloyd. Was it Frank Lloyd, right? Weber? Andrew Lloyd. I'm stupid. But you said something fell. Oh my god. Oh my god. It was the 212 Oh, Best comedy, the Nerdist. Let's drop that again. I broke that time. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be uh, magnetic. Mm, we'll fix it. Sorry, Chris Hardwick. Sorry, Chris. If they ever notice that, I'll give them $100 cash. Oh, that's good. That's a good that bet. The, that bit was worth it. It really was. So they, Wait, you they, said Frank Lloyd. <laughs> oh, that's right. I made a mistake. <laughs> no, but it's funny because Frank Lloyd Wright, yes. and you said that's right, Frank Lloyd. <laughs> wow. You are a, a genius. genius. Am I friend? friend? A, a super brilliant Jewish rabbit or rabbi? Do you want to play a game where you sing along to a pop song neither of us have heard before? Yes, I do. <laughs> Although I will warn you, I have heard a lot of pop songs. Is this like Who a... Do you want- this is something I do in restaurants. And then we'll get back to your sad... What <laughs> you do we'll in go, restaurants? We'll get back to your sad family. We'll do Avril Lavigne. Okay. That's a good one. It's is this good. a new song? I don't know any of her songs. Oh, I know some well, of them. I know some of them. I know some of them. 
Avril Lavigne. Um, we know Girlfriend. Goodbye Lullaby. Do you know that I song? I don't know that one. That sounds like it'll be a slow one. I'm pretty good at this, though. Oh, that's I the name you. of the album. Oh. <laughs> okay. A Goodbye. Okay. Is the song. It's on the album Goodbye Lullaby. And I'm going to play it. And you have to, you know, you know you're trying to get the words. Yes. Correct. Okay. I'm trying to be really good. Okay. <clears throat> You've done this before? No, no, but no. I I do it all the time, though. She looks like Kelly Clarkson now. Go away, goodbye, goodbye, lullaby. (laughs) I can't hide, I can't hide, I can't hide. I was, try- I was trying to get it closer. I know. That was so good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's how close you are. <laughs> the joy. I was, me and a friend were having sushi and they were playing horrible pop music and then we just sing along. Yeah. To be honest, he didn't do it, but I did it. And it was really, it was really fun. It Call just, me up next time. Oh, <laughs> tomorrow. When you get a long word like that, tomorrow, you really throw into it. Yes, I love it. Tomorrow. It was a lot of fun. So your parents got divorced. (laughs) Oh, we don't got to talk about them. Mm. Who cares? No, we were actually talking about your parents' parents. My parents' parents. So your mom had self-esteem issues. My mom had self-esteem issues. That's pretty standard. I feel like we all lucked out in the self-esteem how is your self-esteem? <laughs> well, it's gotten way better. It was bad? Oh, God. It was real bad. Really? Oh, oh yeah. It was horrible. I was dating somebody... Matt? <laughs> named Schmatt Schmushmarsh me. <laughs> <laughs> no, before Matt. Matt saved my life, I think, honestly. Uh, I was dating a real... real Piece of work. Oh, bad. Real bad. Mm. For a long time. It's because you didn't love yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I say it a lot as a joke, but I think self-love might be one of the bigger keys to joy. I think it might be. You know, it, it also could lead to some terrible bad things. Maybe. No. I don't know. Not true self-love. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because there's fake, you know, there's like fake um, ego mm. that I think is uh, to your own detriment. Fake ego? What do you, what do you mean? Well, like a, like a, not even bravado, but just like. Um, where you're just so pleased with yourself yes. all the time. Yes. I don't know what the word for that would be. Pete Holmes. <laughs> Did I say pleased with yourself? I meant Pete with yourself. <laughs> Could you please change that term? <laughs> so you had real bad self-esteem. Is that where, sorry to be obvious. I'm going to be obvious right now. Go ahead. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Is that where comedy came from for you? Did it come, um, did it come from did it hurt? come from your low self-esteem? Right. Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it came from, but then I just continued to hate myself more because I wasn't as good as I wanted to be. 
At comedy. At comedy. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's hard. Yeah. But you stuck with it. Yeah, I think like, I mean, really, truly, I think that I'm still trying to figure it out. You sure, know? of course. We, it's like racquetball or golf. Um, <laughs> you just can't perfect it. But no. it's interesting to think that something that is a remedy for low self-esteem and, and, and uh, pain uh, initially gives you more pain and lower self-esteem. Yes, yes. Uh, because, when, you know, you go from thinking you're funny or maybe could be funny, and then you start getting proof nightly that you're not that funny. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, that's one of the things that makes us human. <clears throat> Is that we have this ability to go like, this is painful now, but I think if I stay with it, Mm -hmm. it'll be good. It's the same sort of thing that helps us like if you're going to smoke marijuana, um, you throw your brownies away first. Because it's it's the sort of foresight that animals don't really have where you go like, uh, this doesn't make sense now. Yeah. I'm throwing away brownies. (laughs) But But it will make sense when I'm super high and I don't want to eat a tray of brownies. Right, right. I also think there's an there was a like being really truthful, being really honest, like you were talking about mm-hmm. with Maddie. Mm-hmm. Um, that like when you're not honest and you don't know how to like say things truthfully from your heart, then mm-hmm. you then I think you hate yourself even more because you're like just be honest, you know. Like just you, you're afraid that your own your honesty won't be accepted. Is that it? Yeah, or or that you'll be. I think for, I was afraid of being um, too. I'm always afraid of being too maudlin. Like I too maudlin, sad. Uh-huh. Like just feeling like I'm going to bring people down because hmm. I have been sad for a long time. Hmm. So I was worried about that. And so the honesty, I was being fake, you know, being false, false. Uh-huh. Um, and then you had to learn how to be honest. Yeah, with kind of late in life. Oh yeah, very late in life. Recently. Oh, like last night. <laughs> Last night, this morning. Like this morning, like when right now. When did you close them? Last night, this morning. That's a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross reference. <laughs> last night, this no morning, re- yeah. When did you close them? <laughs> La- last night, this morning. <laughs> what? That's good, yeah. Uh, I-, I know that one, actually. Do you know that movie? I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so fun. Oh, I got up early and I closed them. <laughs> <laughs> last night, this morning. <laughs> last night, this morning. That's good. I'm going to start using that. Uh, I use so many lines from that movie. Um, so you... Uh, you you were afraid of bumming people out by being a, a, a low potato. By being yeah, by being a <laughs> low potato. <laughs> well, they're in the ground, man. They're yeah, low, low yeah, potato. being a root vegetable. Yeah. yeah, you were a real root vegetable, but you wanted to be a banana. Yeah, so then I would go out there and be like phony. a fake banana. Yeah. Oh my god, you got to talk about that because that's that. Look, here's the deal. Uh, we're privileged. We're happy. Uh, I'm happy to say this. A lot of my friends are people that kept growing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hit pause. Yeah. And then you know what happens? You're a low potato pretending to be a high banana. Yes. And then that's just your, that's what you do. I know. And people can see 40, right through 40, that. 40, 50 years. Yeah. Well, that's that girl that goes, God, I have balance. Like that, yeah. Something that's scary about that character is the fake housewife smile. Mm-hmm. When, when somewhere beneath that, I don't know where I went, why I went here, but we are animals and we crave different things. And I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking about like adventure and, and honesty and people want to have genuine conversations yeah. and stuff. And like, it's like, you know, and the days go by and the water fills my cup. You know that song? <laughs> but I hear that song and I'm just like, yeah, I think one of the feelings that some people have is you wake up and you're like, what the fuck? How did I get here? Yeah. I don't remember being here. And now I'm a low potato and I don't have the luxury of evol- of evolving past it. Right. Or it's not going to come easily. I have to go for it. Yeah. It's scary. So you, how did you do it? How did I do it? I don't know. Did cause you go I to did therapy or? Oh, I've been in therapy for, yeah. I saw the same therapist every week for seven years. Mm. So I had a lot of stuff to work through. But then I think even that became like a sick relationship. I had to, I left that relationship. What do you do to 
what happens to your relationships that they're poisoned? How is it inappropriate well, with your therapist? My uh, my mom <clears throat> has uh, she's manic depressive, and so our and and we had a weird relationship growing up. She was like her I was responsible for her happiness mm. so that's how I go into relationships I'm like you seem sad yeah. I'll help you save your complex and then I completely forget myself buddy yeah yeah. I think we all do that a little yeah bit. I know I do that a little bit yeah and then have you ever been, what was your bad relationship like and I'm asking that in the lens of I've done that thing where I inappropriately become responsible for someone else's happiness. One of my favorite New Yorker cartoons. Oh, I'm very codependent. Yeah. I'm working on it, though. Me Let's, too. Fuck that. So neither of us are codependent. <laughs> Let's just start over now. There's a New Yorker cartoon. It's by Leo Cullum. It's a, a clown giving a kid a balloon. Mm-hmm. And the caption, the clown is saying, uh, but remember, you're responsible for your own happiness. <laughs> Isn't that great? God, that's awesome. It's so perfect. It's so good. And what happened, what got me in trouble was I would find people um, that uh, I would date them and it would be this never-ending puzzle where they – I know it's typical to say girls be crazy. But like girls that like what would make them happy was like undefinable from one day to the next. So it became just like endlessly – guessing constantly experimenting being like what if i give her chocolates or whatever it would be and sometimes that would piss them off oh that was my relationship with my mom tell me that was it with your mom yes you just don't know what you're doing and to be honest i bet your mom doesn't know no she's trapped in it too. if she knew she would do it for herself right she can go get her own goddamn chocolates but we'd become these court gesture people Mm -hmm. and i god there were so many times when i thought i was firing both barrels of the shotgun just like of the love shotgun being like i am gonna kill this i nailed it and it would end up enraging the person yeah and, I was, and that's just a weird place to be and that's how it was with your mom yeah yeah it was a lot of that's like worse than a girlfriend oh yeah it was real fucking weird like it was you know it was like i it was just constantly guessing it was like if i do mm. uh the dishes will it set her off or will it... She could find a way to interpret you doing the dishes as a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. It was real. It was just real weird. Like, she was just very unhappy. Well, I don't blame ahead. her at all. Like, yeah, I, sure. I see where it trickled down from. Right. But, uh, yeah, but it that's, was just little a, things would set her off. That's an Al-Anon thing. Uh, have yeah. you ever been Al-Anon? I haven't, but, uh, but I feel like I should go. It's just one of those things. That we, you know, and I'm not a spokesperson for Al-Anon. I always have to say that. But uh, one of the things they talk about is accepting your parents for who they are mm-hmm. and knowing what you can get from them. Mm-hmm. And ex- like, and not nothing much is gained from judging them and being like, you're a manic depressive person and I, I hate how you're irregular. Just be like, they're irregular and that's, that's what yeah. my mom is. Well, and look at the things that she actually taught me. I mean, like I'm completely to, – to a fault sometimes but completely self-sufficient. Like, mm. you know, I, I – Moved to New York at 19 by myself and just no money, no help, just did it. Really? You know? Like, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I had been coddled and, you know. Oh, that's so interesting. <clears throat> we were just, me and Jordan Vote Roberts were just talking about that. Like, the, the qualities that come out of you through hardship. Yeah. Are like character, self-reliance, you know what I mean? Yeah. Artistic ability. Sure. Uh, it's it's brutal, though. But, like, you want you want to be... Love too. <laughs> yeah, you need to be loved, but yeah. but again, goes back to just loving yourself. But you're right, though. To you're right, and and to get it from inside. But unfortunately, I think we learn that from. I know we learn that from our parents, mm-hmm. like when we're infants, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, but that, okay, so manic depressed mom, that means she'd have really big highs too, mm-hmm. like times when it was great to be with mom? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, she was a hairdresser. She was, you know, a lot of fun. She's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so there would be times where we would do crazy fun, you know, hop in the car and we'll go, you know, in the middle of the night and get ice cream or something like that. Because she's just burning white hot manic. <clears throat> yeah. Everything's great. Yeah, and so that would be great. And then there would just it, there was just a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of like um, you're wondering what the combination to fun mom is, right? And you think it's you. Yeah. Did you have any magical feelings like 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 control over it to a weird extent? Oh, I uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, I I don't know how I would answer I did. that question. You did. I did. <laughs> I just yeah. If I taught, if I would divulge secrets about my life to her, yes. even if they were like things that you shouldn't tell your parents, like that you had sex or that mm-hmm. you you know got drunk or like I feel like that would like fuel it. If I if I got drunk at a party and I would call her to give me a ride home, then she would be she would feel like important and oh. a part of my life, and oh. then that would be a key to the happiness. Oh. That's interesting. It's weird, right? It, it's not that weird. No. And that sounds logical, actually. Yeah. It's not like, I can't remember what I would do. But trying to compare, like, especially if they're drinking, was your mom drinking? No, she never drank. Really? No, because her parents were alcoholics, so she she stayed away from it. And plus, she was on medicine, so. What was she, she was on medicine for the manic depression? Oh, yeah. she was diagnosed. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, from a, from early on, I think. Hmm. Or maybe after my parents got divorced. So you get this re- <laughs> you get this established thing, which is very, very dangerous. Uh, I know because I've experienced it, obviously, which is where you become responsible for other people's happiness. Yeah. And then you start dating. Mm-hmm. And then that's really fucked up, it's right? It's really bad. It's like worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh. you throw, you're not having sex with your mom. Right. Question mark? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it balanced. Uh, <laughs> so in a in a in a in a physical relationship, in a romantic relationship, you're getting all this like getting all these mixed signals. If someone turns around on you, a one eighty mm-hmm. on you, uh it's so much worse and I think it's more even more of a betrayal because you are getting this intense physical connection, this yeah. intense romantic connection, and just like blending with the person even more so. Yeah. And then when they would turn on you, it would hurt even more. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. that was the relationship before Matthew? That uh, that relationship was, uh, I mean, that was just like the low, lowest low. And that, it was years. Four years. Yeah. Four years. Four years with an you alcoholic. Went, you went to alcohol university. Who, I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, just didn't want to spend time with me or like – Spend the night, or you know, it was all these things where it was just so like sex abandonment. So, hit the road. Um, Is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He would just leave. Yeah. So sad, right? Like I look at that girl that I was, and I can't even. Like I still, I still recognize a part of me, but I can't even really mm-hmm. believe that mm-hmm. that was me. It's like another life. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That means you've been doing the work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How good for you? Always. I'm always doing the work. How did it end? Um, <clears throat> I just. Uh, you know, there was a moment where um, we were in this bar and my cousin was sitting in this chair and he wanted her to move. And like that just I was like, no, fuck you. No, my cousin is not moving. Like, find another chair, you know, because you just wanted to sit in this one specific s- spot. It was so like it, it didn't matter. Right. But it would just like set me off. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. 
Yeah. I'm totally done. I can't do this anymore. I feel like at a certain point, you're looking for a target to shoot the the bullets at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, next thing. Yeah. Or whatever. You might not even know it consciously, but you're like, uh, next time this ha- I would do that. Yeah. I would be stuck in a relationship and I'd go, next time she really is like a piece of shit to me, mm-hmm. that's when I'll break up with her. When like a proper person would just be like, you don't have to be in the throes of an argument to break up with somebody. Right. You can be like, hello, I'm Peter. <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Yes, we need to. Like, you have that control, but you're just like, the next time. Yeah, boy, yeah. oh boy. What are they? It's like mythical. It's like it's like imaginary. Mm-hmm. The, the, the prison that people put themselves oh, in. Oh, yeah. Well, you, I mean, nobody seems to understand that you have complete control over your happiness. Yes. 100%. You know? Right. You can decide. Like, uh, even just being here in LA. Yes. You know, I was miserable for the first month, two months. And then yeah. I was just like, I'm here. I have to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Like, we live here now. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to be miserable the whole time, you know? Right. It's a it's a big thing. Uh, it's it's not your circumstances. It's your thoughts about your circumstances, mm-hmm. which sounds like we're going to be brainwashing ourselves. But you can identify how you're thinking about your circumstances making you sad, depressed, yeah. lonely. Yeah. Maybe even uh, physically feeling bad, you yeah. know, physically. Yeah. Um, L.A., it can, it can be tricky. It took you guys a long time to get out here. Yeah, we had talked about it. There was a lot of it that we just didn't didn't think we would enjoy. I mean, the last time we lived here for a month, and I think you've probably heard the story, but we lived at the Oakwood Apartments, <laughs> and Corey Haim died in those apartments. And those apartments are like where people come out to stay for pilot season, and yeah. there's like kids' headshots everywhere. Yep. And that, to me, was L.A. And I was like, you just they just chew you up, and they spit you out. Nobody cares, and that's... It's all about, you know, the image and mm-hmm. it's just too much. But mm-hmm. now I'm seeing that there's more – there's way more to L.A. than, than just that. Well, we're um, – thankfully, we're comedians. Right. Not, and look, there are a lot of happy, successful actors. But that really – the actor, to me, really feels like the winning lottery ticket uh, scenario. Yeah. But I hate it. I, I get very sad things. I, I look at people in shows and yeah. I actually feel sad for them. Really? I know that's crazy, but I'll be driving around and I'm like, look at that guy. He's got a bit part on uh, fucking whatever, yeah. some billboard. And I'm like, it's just that show and who knows if that'll be a hit and then it's back to the drawing board sort of thing. And Yeah. Like, you have no have... control maybe? Is that what it is? What? Yeah. They no control. control. Yeah. And, then, and then so the scenario of the guy driving to L.A. to be a hit just thinks he looks right and can act decently. Yeah makes me so so sad whereas when you have a craft that you can do and control mm-hmm. and put on whether it be improv or stand up or whatever it is or something that you have control over but coming to this town and being like I'm going to live in the Oakwood I'm going to audition look at look at your attitude when you move to the Oakwood it's like I need an agent mm-hmm. I need that agent to send me out to an audition mm-hmm. I need to get the right audition I need the right casting director I need to be on that day I need to nail the call back I need to get on the show I need to test for the show I need the pilot to get picked up mm-hmm. I need the show to be get well reviewed I need to stay on the show mm-hmm. I need the show to become a hit and then what and then you're you're you know like when I hear about like somebody like uh, John Stamos who I'm not shitting on but he's going to be in that boat forever right and I'm, again, I'm, I'm making an assumption here. You're on Full House and you make a billion dollars. Then you're on, then the rest of your life you're just trying to get that next yeah. thing. Yeah. Whereas I feel like when I look at people like Carlin and, and Louie and all those guys, it's like, fuck it, man. You cancel The Daily Show, Jon Stewart goes on the road. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You can't stop 
what we're going to do. And I love that. Yeah. I know it sounds like I'm at a rally or something. <laughs> but you're not in control. I'm going to write five new minutes. I don't need a manager. I don't need an agent. I don't right. need a club. I don't need anything. I need an open mic or whatever. Yeah. Fucking get out of the way. All those things. It reminds me of just of what you're saying about being in control of our own happiness. People are like, I'd be happy if fucking Michael would stop drinking and, and whatever and leaving after sex and telling my cousin to move. Michael's a fake name. But like when we realize it's like, what can I do now? Mm-hmm. What can I do mm-hmm. To fucking shake things up for myself. Yeah. It's not new headshots. <laughs> and it's not a better agent. Like, I mean, like, and unfortunately, I think sometimes for acting it is. But if we can bring it back to our craft, I think that's very helpful. Yeah, so. and it's something that you enjoy doing. Right. You know, in the year that's feeding you. I don't know if, if going and reading other people's words and not really having any. I don't know, because I've never been a straight actor. I don't know if yeah. that feeds you. It, I'm sure it doesn't. I don't know. Because you're not creating it. I think I think a lot of actors, pure actors, do get pleasure out of bringing life to other people's words. I think I hope that's true. Yeah, it's a I different know for kind of when, joy. Yes, yes. I, I I bet you're the same way. But when I audition, I like to make it my own mm-hmm. a little bit, and that's one of those things. Kumail and I was like, sometimes they don't like it when you improvise. I was like, then I don't want the job. Yeah, because that's not going to work for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's just boring. I'm sorry, writers. I know. Boring. I was a writer. Uh, you know, I wrote for TV and would do table reads and. <laughs> Even in the table read, I'd have to sit in for like a part, yeah. and I wouldn't even read the lines then <laughs> the because I was trying read. to get a laugh. Everyone can see the line on the page, and then I'd change it completely inappropriate. <laughs> I'm surprised I wasn't fired, but I mean, like, it, it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah, unless I wrote the line, in which case I really honored it. <laughs> I know I'm the grossest. I'm the grossest. So you finally broke up with that fella in the bar. Um, no, it, it, I broke up with him like a week later. Yeah. And I had gone to, I can't say too much without giving away who it is, but mm. yeah, I broke up with him. Like he had done something else where you're we supposed to talk about it and he kind of blew me off. So, so it was just a quick, like, then I felt, you know, I was like, I'm going to break up with him. This is the talk that I'm going to have mm-hmm. where we're breaking up. And then he did that. And I was like, oh, now I've got even more power, you know? Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Oof. So, yeah. Gross. Broke up with him like a week later. <laughs> this, is, this is so funny. <laughs> Why can't we embrace the moment? It's never a good time to break up with somebody. I know. But you, we all do this. We all play that game of like, I'd love to break up with Michael, but it's his birthday in a month. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. He's yeah. going to have a lot of birthdays without you. I know. Let him have the first one. I know. Oh, get, God. Get Just one fucking on your do belt. it. Do it and do it properly and yeah. do it right now. Well, you just made me think of something. What was the thing you were saying before um, re- revealing who it is? And that made me wonder who it was and if I knew them. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter. So, uh, really, I had something so good. It doesn't matter. Oh, uh, yeah. You'll think of it. How long? So you broke up with him. Oh, ah, I found it. Mm-hmm. And I've told the story on the show before, but I love this story. I think I've only told it one other time, and it was a long, long time ago. But I wanted to break up with somebody. And often what I'll do is I'll make a list. Of why? Of why. Yeah. So fucking stupid. No, it's smart. I guess. But you the think only, that's stupid? The only thing that needs to be on that list is I don't want to be in this <sighs> relationship. Know. That's I all. That, and if they say why, be like, I can't give you the exit interview right now maybe we could talk about that sometimes it's not enough though you know sometimes you sometimes it's not enough like you do have to make that list for your own 
Yeah, oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Because I, I'm so terrified of breaking up with somebody. But that that's maturity is, is breaking up with somebody and then realizing you might regret it. Yeah. And just owning that. Yeah. That's what being a grown up is. You go right. like I might regret this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm well, still then, gonna do it. Then that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna eat a hot dog and I might regret that. <laughs> I'm gonna break up Definitely with you. Definitely regret that. <laughs> Not if you're Maddie. Put in the mac and cheese. He's got a steel system. <laughs> Stainless steel. It's like a organs. weird Zen man. He is it's amazing. The weirdest man. I know. He really is. Weirdest he just man. does. They're just. He just like. He doesn't does participate. It, you know. He just does it. Does what he wants, and it just like works out for him, which is why I love him so much. I learned so much from him. Anyway, you were trying to break up with. No, I want to talk more about Maddie, but <laughs> so I made a list, and then I was going to do it, and uh, and. Uh, Look, I'm going to make this story as new agey as it is because I had just talked to a psychic and the psychic told me that this person was looking out for me, this woman presence from really? my family who knew me when I was a kid and then died. I don't I have no idea who it is. And she told me that and then and she was like, she's rooting for you to make the right decision in regards to this matter, Weird. bringing up with this girl. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's wild. And then I had this list in my phone and in under the notes. So it was syncing. <laughs> Every night, my on my, the old com- iCloud. my, my mm-hmm. computer would put the reasons to break up with a girl. Oh my god! Into so you had to keep iCloud. seeing it. Oh my god! <laughs> I love it. So I was driving away from therapy, and I thought of another of like fifty. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm adding like to the fifty-first reason to break up with a girl. And I opened the note. I went to notes, and then I hit the note, and then the note opened, and I looked at it, and then the screen went black. And the phone rebooted. Mm. I was like, that's a little weird. And then when the phone rebooted, everything was the same except that note was deleted. No. Yeah. I love that story. Wow. That's so cool. Like, it's probably a glitch of the phone. I don't know. Who cares? But I'm like, the combo of someone being like, someone's looking out for you. And my therapist being like, you don't need a list. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know I don't need a list. But I'm going to add one more thing to the list. And then the list gets erased in front of my face without me touching anything. That's really cool. That was really fun. What is Matt's deal? He's so weird. <laughs> he's, he's just like, very, uh, just very sure of himself. Is he? Oh yeah. I mean, you don't, I, you don't think so? I'm interested that that's where you start. I think I, that's I put the... him more at like outside of the system. Like he's not. Yeah. He's not sure of himself. He's not unsure of himself. He doesn't care. Yes, I feel like the whole world is coated in glass, and Matt is is sliding across it. Ooh, that's interesting. Like, it, but like in a beautiful way that yeah. you look at him and you're like, I envy that. Yeah, you know, like he's eating mac and cheese and hot dogs and stuff, <laughs> and he's so gross. <laughs> like whenever so I eat with gross. him, he's just eating like the grossest shit. And here I am doing all this effort, and then there's Matt who I mentally know. is making less effort, and it just seems to be okay for him. It is a very Buddhist way of detached. It's very yeah, because things don't mean as much. Like I remember when we first started. Dating, he was like, he just kept mentioning, like, maybe meditate or read the Tao of Pooh. Or... That's what you said to him? He would say that to me because uh-huh. I was just very high strung and like everything mattered so much and everything was so important and tried so hard. And he was just the exact opposite, like almost like he is almost kind of floating. Yeah. Along and sliding. you know, yeah, he's yeah. sliding along. He's coasting across this existence. Yeah, has he read the Tao of Pooh? He's very yeah. Tao of Pooh. He, yeah, he told me to read that. I yeah. didn't get it when he first gave it to me. Really, I didn't get it. I was like, this book. <laughs> now you get it. Now I get it. I yeah. have to see. I think Maddie helped me calm down too because yeah. it was a very tumultuous time. And here was this guy who just was like, 
You know, like even even still, like like last night, for example, mm-hmm. I got home uh, from a show. I did Katie's show, and then I I went on a, a walk, blah blah. And then I got home, and it was like midnight, mm-hmm. and then I, I wasn't tired. And but like I'm aware that it's midnight. Yeah. That's something Matt wouldn't be as aware. We're of. aware of what that means. I'm like, like it's I have to midnight. Get up I need it's... to get up. Yeah. I'm always doing the math. And I started watching the movie Dread, which is something Matt would do. Yes. <laughs> so I started watching the movie Dread, and I realized I was really enjoying it. Like, it was just like I must have just been in the mood. It's not bad, Mm-mm. but it was exactly what I was in the mood for. And then I looked at the clock, and it was one. I'm like halfway through the movie. And I'm like, I should go to bed. And then I was like, but I'm enjoying the movie. Yeah. I'm not tired. Yeah. I don't have to get up in the morning. What am I doing? Matt doesn't seem constrained by the idea that it's two in the morning and you should go to bed. Mm-mm. He's not. Yeah. I know for a fact because I lived with him. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't care. It's just whatever. He's very good at living in the moment. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right in the moment. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't seem to give, you tell me, you're dating him. I'm married to him. You're dating him forever. <laughs> oh, are you jealous? <laughs> <laughs> that you, I want to date Maddie? You want to date Maddie. <laughs> no, he doesn't seem like he will introduce any anxiety to the relationship. Meaning, let's say he had a bit about you mm-hmm. and he did it. And then I don't think Matt would assume that you're going to be mad about it or something. Mm-mm. Like he wouldn't bring a negative energy to it. No. He's always just kind of like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't yeah. that right? Totally. Whereas I think I, in, in, in relationships, will train – Subtly train the person to judge and be mean and harsh to me. Like teach them yeah. slowly that it's like, is that okay that I did that? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, why wouldn't it be okay that you ate the last piece of pizza? Yeah. Well, I just, you're hungry and, and yeah. I ate and it. And then they're I like, wait a minute, and I like, am hungry. I am hungry. And he didn't ask. <laughs> and the next time we're eating pizza, maybe two, three times next time we're eating pizza, she learns mm-hmm. that I taught her that I think I must meet, think that's love or something. It's like be really critical or, or, or yeah. Some, some, you do that too? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And but then Maddie you, doesn't then you take train it. them how to do it. He, uh, yeah, he doesn't take any of my bullshit. He doesn't play any of my, he didn't play any of my games, which is why the relationship worked. Tell me what that means. <laughs> do you know any of just your me, games? Just me being like, I'm pissed off about this, so I'm going to go in the room and close the door expecting him to come chase after me. He never has once chased after me. So I learned very quickly that that does not work. <laughs> if I'm going to so go and pout, funny. then he's going to sit out there and let me pout. And watch wrestling? <laughs> you just of hear watch wrestling. the of unmistakable sound of a tape going into a VCR. <laughs> that better not be Ric Flair, you <laughs> motherfucker. No, he doesn't play. He doesn't play games. See, I think that's one of the things you tell me that women are attracted to, which is that sort of um, – there's a little bit of decisiveness to that and there's a little bit of like a, this is who I am, baby, mm-hmm. that I think people enjoy. Taken too far, it's tell your cousin to get out of that chair. Though. Right, right. But Maddie is doing something beautiful, which is he didn't false advertise and then when you bought him, he just stayed the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. I mean, he has – no, I will say – he has changed certain things that needed to change in order to make a relationship work. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember? I don't think he'd care. Um, I mean, you know, there was. Uh, I mean, I don't know anything really specific. That's I okay. mean, just like making time instead of being like, "Oh, we're we see each other all the time by um, going out and doing shows," but there's also like we need to have a date 
night or we need to have time that's sure. not related to what we're doing for our careers, you know, right. that kind of thing. So or just, you know, um, saying like it's hard for guys, I think, to say stuff out loud to like actually talk mm-hmm. about things. So mm-hmm. he, you know, he started going to a, a therapist and hmm. I thought that was really a huge huge thing you know not i think a lot of guys are like i don't want to go to therapy because what if i'm not funny once i work this stuff out have you heard that i i used it's funny when you said that i used to hear that and now i think the opposite is true i get so much material out of therapy yeah (laughs) because you realize how you really feel yeah and you realize like what oh that's really bothering me and it's like i don't like write it down or anything I don't, I don't do you that don't in general, to, but think. it'll just keep coming up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's clearly something I feel very strongly about. Yeah, but, yeah. I think yeah. you'll have something to say. If you yeah, absolutely. Whereas before it was like, I'm fucked up and I love being fucked up. I think people want to see a more three-dimensional person yes. on stage these days. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So yeah. you had to learn how to talk a little bit. Yeah, you had to learn how to talk. I mean, just, you know, just listen to what I needed. And how is it uh, – I remember asking Matt about um, – about you guys both being comedians. And I was like, do you like that Glenn is a comedian? Is it a problem? And he said, uh, I think he was smoking at the time. So he was like, it's never been a problem because she's so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> you find that, you find that's okay. Cause you're one of do the, I thi- find that's okay. Dating a comedian. Oh God. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. Being married to a comedian. <laughs> I don't believe in your abracadabra. Oh, okay? you. I don't acknowledge it. <laughs> Listen, I'm not the state of California. <laughs> Can Matt come out and be single? <laughs> I loved when he said he wished that he like there was a part of him that wished that you guys still lived together on oh, your podcast because I so thought sweet. that was really sweet. It's true. Yeah. It was such a dirty and like kind of lonely and weird shit. All we did was eat shit and yeah. drink soda. And, and somehow I kind of like fit right in there a little bit, yeah. you know. Like, but did I mean I? I hope I didn't like mess up the mojo. No, I, I think I only remember you coming over like three times. I was there all the time. You were? (laughs) I was just Uh, hiding in the bedroom. (laughs) Maybe I just wasn't there too. I don't know. I there was something that's that's what that's one of the great things about memory is is that it'll just kind of turn it into this pristine little movie of the time that Matt and I lived together that you would come over and you'd guys be filming some silly thing in the bedroom or whatever. (laughs) Filming? What do you mean we're not filming? You were filming. No. You filmed that thing where you were deaf. The death, yeah, I forgot about the death sketch. What was the death voice? Um uh, welcome to the Death Recap of 2013. Uh, I am your host, Death. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great death little girl. <laughs> that's a great little girl voice. I know Thank that's kind of creepy, but like all I was thinking was like, that's great for a cartoon. <laughs> I know. You do a lot of voiceover, though, don't you? I do a lot of voiceover, yeah. <clears throat> you, do, you do children? I um Yeah, I have a Pop-Tart spot that has a little kid's voice. She goes, I have a smell of success. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's great. Have you ever done a young boy? I tried to, yeah. I tried to do a young boy for it, it's hard. Yeah. That's like the, the You kinda already have to sound like one. A you do bit. a little bit, yeah. Yeah. That's the most sought after voice. Wait, when we did E Trade. When we did E Trade, yeah. I did I laid down your part. No, oh, I laid I laid down the other girl. You said milkaholic. Oh, because we couldn't find the other girl, right? We couldn't find the other girl, and yeah. eventually we did. And then that girl ended up okay. Little backstory: so Glennis and I did uh, an e trade spot mm-hmm. that ended up getting controversial because mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan thought we were making fun of her. And then I believe that the girl that I was laying down her voice 
is a stand-up or something and does. Her name's Jen Harris. Jen Harris does material about how upset she is that she did, Lindsay yeah. Lohan like stole this money from her. Yeah, she she kind of did. She totally did. She totally did. It so was the, the number three Super Bowl spot. Uh, really, in USA Today? Yeah. So it got pulled. And then she doesn't get paid because it's not running. Mm-hmm. So poor, poor thing. Before she came in, she almost she she doesn't know how close she was to not getting <laughs> even the you did it because we did it. And we thought it was so funny. I was going, see that to my milkaholic face. <laughs> and we thought it was so funny oh just God. seeing a baby and then like clearly a man. <laughs> and I was like, speed it up, speed it up or something. It'll sound higher. See that to my milkaholic face. Over and over and oh, over, god. weeping with laughter. Oh my god! You came up with the line, "Milkaholic." Oh god, I know. It's so sad. I feel like we're okay. To, and nobody thought we were making that joke. In nobody. fact, I, re- I actually came up with the name Lindsay too. I remember sitting. Is that in the, true? Yeah. I knew we needed a two-syllable name because we were playing. We were improvising and playing with other names. Yeah, I just was sitting in the waiting room and they were coming up with names sitting right next to me. I remember we had a list of insults and a list of names. Of names, and yeah. And when it was put together, we weren't, I don't even think we were sure what it was. We had no, nobody, there was no nobody idea. Was, nobody was scheming. No. But I remember you were going like, uh, milk of what? Yeah. Were you milk of what? No, 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 that was her. Milk of what was her, yeah. You said that milkaholic, yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. And I had to go, Lindsay? <laughs> it took me a lot of takes to get that. <laughs> Well, they auditioned so many people for the Milk of What? I know. And she just nailed it, I think. She was perfect. Yeah. Milk of What? She, I, Jen Harris is the one who was starring in um, Silence the Musical. Have you ever seen that? No. That's yeah. a funny title. Yeah. So, it's about Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was just very... <laughs> just silence the Musicals! It's just all we need to hand stop gestures. stop the musicals. <laughs> well, uh, and then... Didn't what else are you doing? I don't really know what you're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, um, like, what have you been doing, and what are you doing? Well, I was doing Glock for a while, gorgeously as a comedy, and that was, you know, that took up a lot of time in New York. But then that became another relationship where I was just devoting everything to all these other women mm. and wanting to build this community for women because it's so hard to be a woman in stand up and a woman in comedy. So it was a stand up tour. It wasn't a stand-up tour. It was just my website that we would do shows in New York and just try to build this community in New York for women. Like, we would have an open mic and stand-up shows and, you know, um, and have people write on the website and was doing a podcast for a little bit until I moved. Mm. And so that's what I was focusing on. And then I came out here and I decided I don't have a community here. I don't know anybody here, really. I mean, I do know, like... It's different than New York, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided I was just going to kind of start over and, and like focus on myself. So now I've been doing stand-up out here. Oh, and yeah. I was doing some in New York too. But, but now I'm like I think more even than wanting to be a really good stand-up, I just want to find my voice because I've never had my own voice before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which is weird to say as a 30-something-year-old woman. <laughs> as a woman who's... <laughs> Just put it in at any moment. Face! You just sound like face! a terror. Stand in my milkaholic face! I can get up there. That's so good. <laughs> no, you got a little warm no. up. Just do a little. Yeah. No. Stand in my milkaholic face! Woo! <laughs> I don't know if you were playing, but it no, felt it was good. good. It felt higher. Uh, 
<laughs> You're so good. I have to reverse engineer it from the face. That's Put it up here in your nose. Oh. <clears throat> face. Ooh, oh, you're right. You're holding it back here in your throat. Face. Yeah. Yeah, ah, baby animal. <laughs> it's me, baby animal. <laughs> oh, my God. We're hey, yo. This is Elmo. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The ah! That did Elmo Where's was accused hand? of st- I know. Dr- oh, okay. I know. I just wanna... you, just, you just went there. That poor guy. You Hello. went there. What? We're rolling up here. <laughs> he said, you're crazy. <laughs> Fucking scram, giant guy telling us you're what rolling downstairs. Now I can't do Elmo. Because fucking Andre the Giant came up and told me to. I'm sorry. Are you really going to be able to hear us up here? You don't think so. <laughs> we got what are they judged. rolling? What are they shooting? Nerds. I break nerd awards and I don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what were we saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, we got you into a whole new range. Oh, so what am I doing? Elmo! Elmo! I can't even How do it. How low can you go? Uh, I can, uh, I can go pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like you have to be a boy, and your line is, uh, okay. "What do you, what do you tarts, not tards, tarts, up to?" Okay, <clears throat> what are you tarts up to? Was that bad? <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> I'm gonna draw him for you. Okay, this is what the guy looks like. Okay. Like I, I always forget what a good artist you are. No. Yes, what are you, you the are. nicest seat? I actually think that's one of the keys to dating a comedian is you have to you have to praise them all the time. That, <laughs> that, made me, that made me feel good. Oh, good. So this is him. Okay. His name is um, Devin. I can't write upside down. Devin. Mm, Devin, okay. And his, his line is, um, I don't like the tarts line. It's like, this is my sister. <laughs> She's so lame. <laughs> and then I'll be the sister. Okay. And I'll say, get out of here, Devin. Okay. Ready? Okay. So let's <clears throat> let's show people what a voiceover audition would be like. <clears throat> okay. And um, I go, okay, uh, we're rolling. Can you uh, slate, please? Hi, this is Glennis McCarthy as Devin. Okay. Well, Are uh, you not going to sleep? Oh, I, I'm the tech. Oh, you're the tech. Okay. We're waiting for Pete. Oh, here he is. <laughs> uh, hi, this is... <clears throat> hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm big into a funny slate. <laughs> Hi, this is Pete Holmes. I'm reading for Devin's sister, Lily. The <laughs> <Pretty> improv. <clears throat> this is my sister. She's so lame. Get out of here, Devin! <laughs> Why? Okay, we got that. <laughs> Can you do three, please? Uh huh. <clears throat> This uh, this is my sister. Oh, she is so lame. Get out of here, Devin! <laughs> Pete, it's sounding a little like Elmo. What's that? <laughs> sounding a little Elmo-y. Could you do it more real? You, you want to book his, him as Elmo? Is that what you said? You want to book me as Elmo? <laughs> oh, my God. No? Oh, oh no. They, okay. Oh, that's it. He's just shaking his head No, No, he's just... Thank, okay. Okay, thanks for playing. Uh, any, any notes for me? Faster. Faster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do it, do it faster. Okay. <clears throat> this is my sister. She's so lame. Get out of here, Devin. <laughs> I'm only hearing Elmo. Get 
head get out of here. <laughs> che- che- like move your shoulders when you yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. That's you actually see this is some good voiceover <laughs> technique. You have to realize that you're breathing, like you're like <sighs> whenever I start oh, a voiceover, I'm like, hi. <laughs> Did you hold your breath? Yeah. yeah. Here's the sign of a professional. They go, we're rolling. And it's like, I'm not ready. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> I that's what a professional does. Yeah, I'm not ready. I know you're done when you're done. Yeah. But I'm going to do this properly. Yeah. I'm going to move my shoulders. <clears throat> Take a deep breath. <clears throat> Get, out. Get out of here, Devin. Yeah, that's good. Get out of here, Devin. This is my sister. She's so lame. Oh, get out of here, Devin. This is my sister. She's so lame. Get out of here, Devin. It still sounds like a girl. I don't know how. I don't this is my sister. She's so lame. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little better. Get out of here, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Nailing all the parts. <laughs> Can we switch the parts, please? <laughs> Can we? I'll do the girl. Okay, this is Pete reading for Pete Holmes. <laughs> reading for Pete Holmes. <laughs> reading for Pete Holmes. Reading for Devin. <laughs> we have fun in the booth. Uh, and this is Glennis McCarthy as uh, Devin's sister. <laughs> Lily. <laughs> Lily. What is my line? Uh, this is my sister. <laughs> She's, She's so lame. <laughs> She's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> you, you turned the coffee towards me. As Here if... it is. You wrote it down. Here, did you want to look at the <laughs> reference? I do like the reference drawing. Okay. Who drew that? Oh, uh, so uh, good. Pete. Probably a multi-talented person. He really is. <clears throat> oh, this is my sister. She's so lame. Get out of here, Devin! <laughs> you know why I yelled? <laughs> a little fuck you to you guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> the people shooting. This is for the YouTube channel. Oh, God. Shut up. You know what? That just reminded me of people shooting. I did a mic the other night, and some guy did a bit about coming back to the mic with a gun to shoot everybody. Ooh. Like, that was the worst mic I've ever been at in my life, but that was the worst bit I've ever heard in my life. Like, I don't know if he was... Like yeah, that's that's pure special garbage. or something. I've never been. Oh, I just ruined all our voiceover bits to just talk about gun violence. No, it's perfect because that I've never been closer to thinking that might happen than when I was in open mics. I know, like being like, Ooh. that was the um, yeah, that was the worst. That was the open mic. Matt and I are going out every night and doing open mics because you know we're just trying to get into the system here. Sure, and uh, and that was the worst open mic I've ever been to. Even worse than the one where they talked about everybody talked about rape and then they had a debate. Amongst the comedians about which is worse, rape or incest, instead of doing bits. Really? Instead of doing jokes. They just had a debate. The whole room. The whole room. Yeah. Like, you don't feel more threatened as a woman than sitting there and knowing that you have to wait. Why don't you guys start a show? Wait, I'm sorry, for the debate to be done. We are. Well, you have to be. Yeah. And just feel uncomfortable. Mm. Oh, yeah. We are going to. Oh, yes. But probably individually, I think. Oh, really? I think so. I don't know. Why not? You guys perform together. I know. It's so funny. Like, I, I think I have an issue with with being Matt McCarthy's wife. Oh, yeah. You know? And I, not that there's anything wrong with that. And when I say that, I, I feel like it hurts his feelings a little bit. And I don't want it to. No, I get it. Um, uh, when I He's dated, just established, you, you know? Did, you date a comedian. That's, that's, that's one of the things. It's always going to be a thing. Yeah, when you're trying to be your own thing. person and your own comedian, you don't want to be known as somebody's wife. Except... No, I understand, but that's why I want you guys to be known as a couple. That would be fine. Yeah, yeah. We audition as a couple. We 
Um, I mean, we're going to Mike's every single night, so we are we are known as like a couple. Yeah. Now you that's know. Fine. So why fight it? I guess. And that feels like it might be good in a Los Angelesy sort of way mm-hmm. to be like, here's these two weird flavors that taste great together. Yeah. Two great tastes. That's a great way to describe it. It it also feels like in a gross way, like a, a way to package it and be like, we're the couple, we're mm-hmm. the comedian couple. Yeah. But that yeah, I don't know. I get it. I understand. That's the weird thing about LA. You want it, You need to have that package. Package, but like, right? What do you have to do to get that package? You know? Yeah, it's hard though because you've been doing stand up so less, so much less time, right? Yes. How long yes. have you been doing it? I mean, I do it so off and on. Now I'm actually like, I need to do this every single night that I can, and like, I feel like now I'm in in it the way that Matt has always felt in it mm-hmm. and has always talked about it. Now I'm like, oh, why do I have to wait so long for the next mic? This is driving me crazy. Right, you know? Right, right, right. And I like love it. Right. So I would say. In that sense, I've only been doing it for altogether like probably a year, mm-hmm. but um, I've been trying to do it for like two, three years. Mm-hmm. I just have never had the balls to like really, really go for it because it's fucking hard. Yeah. It's really hard. What is your take on that? Uh, Marin was giving me a hard time on Twitter because when I was in college, I, I considered myself an improv purist. I would never have dabbled in stand-up, I, I, which, oh, really? which isn't really true because towards the end of my senior year, I was. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't completely true. Mm-hmm. But um, a friend of mine outed me as being somebody that looked down on stand-up. Mm-hmm. And my response to that was, that's true because I was terrified of it. Yeah. So it was so much easier to be like, those idiots, those are just joke salesmen. And I'm, yeah. and I'm an ensemble person and I listen and I cooperate. And, all, and it sounds so much closer to heaven. Um, but I think the truth was that I was just uh, terrified of it. Sure. And also terrified of admitting that I wanted it all for myself. And yeah, I, that's I, a hard thing to admit, huh? And I do. I don't want to share it with the, no. some knucklehead. You want it to be your own thing. So I can beat it. Yeah. Get out when of here. When you succeed, you succeed yeah. on your own. And yeah. when you fail, you fail on your own, too. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. but then you learn something about yourself. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, that's something that I say about improv all the time is you need the whole team to be as devoted as you are, and they never will be. Right. I was always the most devoted person on the team, and I was like... Why are we rehearsing once a week? You know what yeah, I mean? Like it didn't yeah. make any sense to me. And that, like you're saying with stand-up, you can go up every day if mm-hmm. you want to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can think about it and you can write and you can – there's things you can do. Yeah. And I think we need to like – the synergy when an improv team is all in the same place and they're all feeling creative and they're all feeling like performing and, they're, and they just sync up. It's a beautiful thing. But I think it's easier for a stand-up to sync himself up yeah. or herself up and be like – I'm ready to go and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to prepare. There's some, at some point, improv started to seem so stupid to me. Yeah, I feel uh, like... I love improv, by the way. I know that's controversial. But I, you do this I do great scene improv, and then you yeah. just throw it away. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that it's hard for anybody to actually capitalize on their success with improv. Mm-hmm. And, and not that that's why you should be doing it. But uh, but at a certain point, if that's what you're trying to do, that's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, very, it's very hard to, you know, come, come on, come Commoditize. Commoditize. Commodities. 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 Various commodities. Commoditize. Commoditize. It's hard to commoditize. That sounds right. It's hard. Can you reslate? This is Pete reading for difficult words, the the audio program. Commodities. No, we're not rolling yet. Oh, sorry. Okay. We're rolling. I'm not ready. Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to blow that right in the mic. Just is, you've never been more aware of how loudly you breathe. Yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> and then your t- your tummy growls. Come- <laughs> like the weird <laughs> mouth sounds. It's so gross. <laughs> um, come, come up. How do you say this word? <laughs> you have to ask. I don't know how to say it. Come I don't. Up. Is it commodida? Commodize? I don't know. Commodore sixty four. <laughs> the Commodores? I don't know. Flight of the Commodores. <laughs> Com- <laughs> common people. How do common people live? Commonplace. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Place setting. Com- Pl- commonplace setting is our restaurant. Commonplace setting, yeah. Common, common please. Common, Co- common please settings. I don't know. Common please reslate before you wrap again. <laughs> don't touch the mic. Don't touch the mic. This is common. <laughs> common. Reading common for the common. <laughs> and w- w- what I loved about her, she had so much soul. I tried to think of a common line. <laughs> <laughs> did you do straight improv? Did you mu- do musical improv ever? I love musical improv. But you never did it? No, I did it. Oh, you did do it. Only in the way that, uh, not in the way that you did. You do like games? like Yeah, the there'd be a kind of? game where it would be music mm-hmm. and the whole team would really puss up and their assholes would get real tight and they'd hold that back line. Back when you like volunteer yeah. to play and be like, who wants to play yeah. music game? And I was just like, it's one of those great things where you just have to, you tell me about musical improv. Because you do so much of it. I used but to. It, it just requires so much commitment and, yeah. and self-esteem and belief. And you're just like, this is what we're doing. But I still remember I went to Improv Boston and they were pretty bad. I'm not saying they're bad, but that night they were not really doing so well. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the song. I'll never forget it. And it was, and it was a little piece of heaven because this kid, st- the music came in. So they're doing this scene and it's a real estate agent. And he's like... Uh, and this is the house, and uh, I hope you like it. And then the piano goes, <laughs> letting him know it's time to sing. And he goes, there's two bedrooms to sleep in, one kitchen to cook in, one bathroom to poop in. It's the best house here. <laughs> and his face oh, was like, God. whoops, like I did not do good. Like I blew really? it. And then everyone sang it again. Uh-huh. And they went, there's two beds. And they kind of stumped. There's one kitchen to cook in. There's one bathroom to poop in. It's the best house here. <laughs> and suddenly, it's redemption. This kid who took a chance and wasn't that good, you know, he probably wanted to do something that rhymed or is more melodic or mm-hmm. something. And then when I heard 10 other people sing that song, yeah. it's been about 10 years and I still know that tune. Well, I'll tell you, he got a. The reason that he felt like it wasn't good mm. is because there was a no emotion. There was no emotional yes. stakes to yes. it. Yes. So the good pianist lesson. came in too soon. The pianist yes. is not supposed to come in until there's emotional high point. Yeah, interesting. And if he had said, you don't want to live in this house. Yeah. And there's like, there's a bedroom that's haunted, a kitchen that's haunted, a bathroom that's haunted. It's the most haunted house. Then you would have been like, there's yeah. a bedroom that's haunted, a kitchen that's haunted, a bathroom that's haunted. It's the most haunted house here. Here, here. <laughs> this block is pretty good, but this is the most haunted. Yeah. 
But it's it terrifies even really good improvisers don't want to do music improv. Yeah, yeah. But 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 that's because the it the you have to be that much more emotionally invested in it. You have right. to like you have to play those moments to the the hilt. Like yeah. you can't fake that. And I feel like you can kind of you can kind of get through an improv show by being like uh you know talky talk, you know, yep. talking heads and yeah. it'll still be great and hilarious. Yes. But you can't do that in musical improv. Right. You're forced to find the core of the scene. Yes. And and you're forced to take stakes. I remember, you know Peter Gwynn? Mm-hmm. He I had, Peter Gwynn. He had that really interesting um, web article. <laughs> a warticle? <laughs> a warticle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one warticle to read here. Uh, there's two comments to post here. Here's a warticle of clothing. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> He was talking about how difficult it is to imp- uh, to audition to be on an improv team like yeah. Second City or IO or something. And he was like, you need to find the emotional core quickly. Yeah. So if somebody's in a scene and they sit down, he was like, you need to be like, how dare you sit in my father's chair? Yeah. You know my father sat in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> Every night as he beat me. <laughs> Now I feel like you'll beat me Cause you sit in his chair Oh, my father's chair Father's chair That's where he beat me right there Father's chair Father's chair Hit me cause I got red hair Are you going to beat me? Francisco Are you going to Beat me. <laughs> then it gets real. Are you going to beat, beat me? Because <laughs> I'm a ginger so sweetly. <laughs> and then, you're, then you got something. Ovations. <laughs> <laughs> the new album is available impossibly as you exit the lobby. Why don't people do that? That's what, what we should have been doing the whole time, recording our songs and selling them later. Well, I know stand-ups. Well, I heard of one stand-up that would record the set and he would improvise a lot. Leave You're okay. Things on your table. I broke Chris's award. <laughs> uh, I knew a stand-up that would record every set and then he would sell the CD. He'd burn it like, and sell it. To, at the show? At the show. Oh, God. I don't know how he did that. Wow. That's he a, must have had a team. Yeah, or, or he, you bought it and he'd mail it to you or something. Oh, yeah. That's probably more like it, mm-hmm. uh, but that's definitely more like it. <laughs> but if you recorded all your sets and then were like, do you want a copy of this show? Yeah. I mean, you uh, 20 bucks for the DVD. Dude. Yeah, that's, dude. I don't know if that's cool or if that's kind of douchey. I guess. Is it douchey? <laughs> I don't know. Did you hear my stomach growl? Would you sit in my father's chair? Beat me cause of my red hair. It's as if you just don't care. How could you sit in my father's chair? Sitting in my father's chair. Beating me, I'm beating me. So many other places to sit. So many other places to sit. Literally, 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 literally. So you did that with IE Pandas for a long time. 
with Eliza Skinner. Yes, yes, we did. You don't do it anymore. No, we, um, yeah, we we did five years. That was that's a long time. Up till um, this July, mm. when Matt and I have six hit six years, that will have been my longest relationship ever with Eliza. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, no, you don't do her rap show. No, I've done it a couple times in New York. Did you? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It's hard. It was fun. I was DJ Smart Blazer, Smart Work Blazer. I just did raps about work. <laughs> you did? Yeah. About taking conference calls and See, stuff See, that's like that. such a smart thing is the people uh, – it came down to me and a, a fellow named Michael Caine when I did it. I like Michael Caine, He's yeah. so funny. Yeah. He's super, super funny. And he was just rapping as him. Oh, he was yeah. Just, and it was really hard. And he won. Uh, really? And I rapped as Ray Romano. <laughs> of course you <laughs> and did. And it was MC Filthy Ray Romano. <laughs> I would just be Ray, and I'd be like, "Yeah, cocksucker!" <laughs> so, like, I had I a gimmick. That's I had a gimmick. Well, because he was so good. Yeah, That's, yeah. If you can beat a shtick, you're in business. I know, right? And I forget one person got pretty far just playing a character who couldn't rap. That was really nice. Yeah. And bad at it, and that's a great improv trick, right there. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the trick. bad. I don't like when people do bad. Yeah, me too. Stuff. That yeah. drives me crazy. Bad on purpose. Yeah. Just really. Well, I mean, unless you're really good at it like you have to be really good at being bad but otherwise yeah. then it's just kind of a cop out just you know? do it I'm not saying this person no I, I understand it was, just but... be it's, it goes back to it, neutral 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 hi I'm Knuel <laughs> hi I'm Kutral. I'm reading for the Matrix remake <laughs> this guy's name is Knuel he's getting the part <laughs> Look how pale he is. <laughs> Almost see-through. <laughs> Before Keanu Reeves puts on his makeup, he is transparent. Yes. <laughs> it's like, Keanu, you have a, a, a cyst. <laughs> you can see it. Gross. I know, I know. You love it. <laughs> I named oh. it. Oh. <laughs> you know what I love, which is really gross? Mm. Fetus and fetu. When somebody's like, conjoined twin oh. grows inside of them like oh. hair and teeth and, oh I hate that oh yeah so why what if they found that in you Ooh. sometimes they think it's like a tumor but it's not a tumor it's the uh, it too it's Danny DeVito I'll show myself out no it's Danny DeVito yeah <laughs> well let's um, Danny DeVito <laughs> let's go back you were talking about you grew up somewhat churchy and you went to no I didn't grow up churchy we, we grew didn't up- Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm. So, I, I, I. Uh, we grew up completely non-denominational, but I had experiences in church because I felt like that's where the nice people were. Mm. So I kind of gravitated towards that. That's where the kinder people were. Yeah. And that. So your parents didn't tell you to go to church. You just started wandering over there. Yeah, my mom actually hated when I went to church. Really? Hated it because she hates organized religion. Yeah. So you rebelled by being like, I'm going to catacombs. Yeah, I always kind of did. Like I, really? uh, Yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? What kind of church was it? There were different churches. Like when we lived in North Carolina, I remember I fell in with this group that, what's the kind of church where they like lay hands on people and they speak in tongues? Pentecostal. Pentecostal. Yeah. yeah. So I started going and she came and she was like, you are never coming back to this church again. Really? Yeah. She it scared her. And I was like, but I'm, I was just like laying my hand on somebody. I didn't know what it meant, mm. you know? How old? Uh, 14. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And you liked it? 
I just wanted like some kind of community. And to have some hands on you. <laughs> I just wanted to someone touch someone. touch me, please. Yeah. <laughs> Human contact. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, that is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just, I don't know. I just always gravitated towards those people. Yeah. I almost, I feel like I, if I had moved out here first instead of going to New York, I probably would be a Scientologist right now. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. I've said something very similar. Really? I, I'm very susceptible to uh, belief. And, I, and, mm-hmm. and the more, like every time I've gone to Utah, I've almost converted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just <laughs> to like, Mormonism? yeah, really? just because I'm so turned on by belief. And if the more outcast it is, the more I'm kind of like, it's probably true. <laughs> Which is why whenever there's a rapture scare, I'm afraid that it's true because it's some rogue group. And I'm right. like, what if they did? And like, if someone were to get the truth, wouldn't it be some rogue group? Yeah, sure. I don't think it would be like a mega church. I think it would be like, Look, I know this is crazy, but I was in the shed last night and yeah. Jesus came in and he borrowed my belt sander, but then he said, P.S. World Ends Tuesday, peace. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, you choose to believe it or not. Yeah. 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 Do you think that there's a, do you believe in heaven, hell, God, that kind of stuff? Great question. Someone just tweeted at me today. They were like, read this article about people who went to hell and there's people who had near death experiences where they went to like a pretty traditional hell. And I'm currently <laughs> reading a book called Proof of Heaven. Where a guy, uh, a neurosurgeon who really, you know, spent his life studying the brain, who didn't believe in it at all, had his own near-death experience. And I haven't read it enough to summarize it. But, like, clearly he's, like, it's called proof of heaven. And he's, like, a a science guy. Wow. So he – I think that there is a good chance that something happens after we die. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. I'm kind of with the Buddha when I say I don't think that really impacts our lives too much here. But I do think, actually, having said that, I do think this is true. I think the evolving and the growing and the honesty and the love that we um, accomplish here informs where we might go. Not Mm -hmm. meaning heaven and hell, meaning you might – let's just play. Ready? Mm -hmm. You might wake up – And you're like uh, Christopher Moltisanti on The Sopranos. When he died, he went to this weird bar with his father. And every night he got, his father got whacked every night. Oh, he yeah. died over and over and over. So let's, let's take that as that's one potential. So I'm thinking that if we do enough spiritual work here, that you could be in a place like that. But then be aware enough and be like enlightened enough that you're like, I'm here at this weird bar where you get whacked every night, but I'm leaving. Because yeah. people that have out-of-body experiences and leave their bodies and stuff. Um, I'm basing this on Robert Monroe, the astral projector, who I'd really like it to be true, used to say that he, when he would leave his body and try and go to other dimensions, which he said he did mm-hmm. every day for years and years and years and years. Through meditation? Yeah, basically, <clears throat> a type of meditation. And then he started doing it involuntarily, actually. Mm. He would wake up and he'd just be out of his body. Wow. And it would terrify him. Wow. And he'd crawl back into his body. And, but, but then he realized he could kind of do it and control it. And then he got bored. This is literally what a grown man said who wasn't like a new agey person, wasn't like what you're picturing. Mm -hmm. Recast him in your mind. He's like a regular guy. He looks like that. Yeah, he looks like Devin. (laughs) He uh, said he got tired of flying between San Francisco and New York, which is what he was doing every night. Uh, And then he started to go to other dimensions. Mm -hmm. And he said, if we're going to believe any of this, um, he said that when he would travel, the first phase, if we're in this reality, and then there's a ring around uh, the next dimension, and then another one, and mm-hmm. he found four. Mm-hmm. He said the first one was very hellish. Um, so he would go there, and there would be a lot of people kind of crawling over each other, fucking each other, um, lost. There would be, he would see like 
people that he believed that were in comas. That's where they would be. He would see um, people who just died who were very confused as to where they were. And he, and uh, it sounds very very unpleasant. Yeah. But then he said like you need to learn how to push through that, and he did, and to he get figured to the out, next one. and then he got to the next oh. one, and then and then he found. Now I'm going all over. The, now I'm in Journeys Out of the Body, that book, and then he found what he thought was heaven, like the Christian heaven. He found mm-hmm. a place where he felt completely connected to everything, and he said that after he found that place, when he came back, he was depressed for months because wow. of withdrawals, and he never went back because it was too painful to leave. And uh, he also found other places. He found other like worlds and stuff. Does this sound like baloney? Yeah. I mean, everything in my objective human brain says that either this man's a liar or everything we know isn't true. How is that even cra- how is that crazier than or, like believing that there is an actual hell below us, an actual right. heaven above us, a right. God? Right. D- it's not. Everything? It's not any crazier. Yeah. I think it's a, it's if that is the end. If the, if the twist of life is that there is a hell and there's a heaven and that's it. That's pretty. That's pretty weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Pretty weird to me. Yeah. Um, or if you die and it's lights out, I'm open to that too. Yeah. Or that your your consciousness goes on and you don't know. It goes into another body. Or into a tree or something. And or who, into a tree, who, yeah. who knows and who cares? And then then it doesn't matter. I'm hedging my bets and thinking that maybe the compassion and the kindness and the love and the when literally the work that I do through. Uh, meditating and reading and, and trying to study people that claim to be enlightened. I think that might be helpful after I die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also am completely aware that that might be bullshit and that when I die, I'm just gone. Um, but, you know, there's no pr- preparing you can do for the just gone one. Mm-mm. If you're just turned off, then you're just turned off. But if you're not, I'd like to have some tools. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably also just enlightening your life here right. and, and enriching it here. So it's not a bad thing. That's completely true. Yeah. It, it, and it definitely does help life here. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think? I I don't know. I have this like idea that if we don't kind of work through and let go of all of our baggage while we're here, you then- come back. Not even that we come back, you're not allowed to come back because you haven't, you're like kind of stuck in limbo Mm. because you haven't processed everything. So if you're still holding on to somebody who wronged you or if you're, you know, angry about something, then you're kind of in this like middle limbo area Mm. where you're not allowed to move forward and you're not, you're not able to process anything. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I feel like you just need to. Um, work on it here. Work on it here, yeah. And then who knows? But I feel like that's the most important part is working through it here. I agree. I, that's very similar to my own beliefs. <clears throat> and that's similar, except for the limbo part. The thing where we differ, I guess, in my own new agey belief is that if you don't free yourself. George Harrison, it always comes up. When George Harrison died, um, he was a very spiritual guy. And he was like, I'm done. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming back. He, I, I believe he believed that he may have been there before and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And he was like, that's the life. I did everything. I went everywhere. I was a beetle. Yeah, dude. It doesn't get any bigger than that. I did it. And then he also, he did it outwardly and then he did it inwardly that he did everything that he needed to do so that when he died, he could um, just move on Mm -hmm. and not be here anymore. Yeah. He was tired of being here. He felt that way, I believe. Um, And that, and that I believe is true. I, my feeling or one of my feelings that it's possible is that if we don't resolve things, if we are, if our hearts are hard and if we didn't ever let go or move on or forgive or um, grow and evolve and, and become what we were meant to become. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you might get another shot. I think, but I, I don't think you're aware of that. I think you just 
go. My therapist says he's like, you go up, you die, and your and your energy goes up. And he's like, either you realize, almost like a lucid dream, I'm dead, and I am going to now fly mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. or you're just trapped and you get sucked back, and you're in a baby, and you're like, oh, I'm in this baby, and then you just then you repeat the same mistakes again, probably. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fun to think about that stuff. Yeah. It's fun to be in a place where we're kind of allowed to talk about this and yeah. not and not worry because at, even though I do it most days have these conversations, I still have that part of me that's like this is bullshit. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. Really? Yeah. But I mean like when I'm meditating, it sure doesn't feel like bullshit and when I'm on mushrooms, it doesn't feel like bullshit and when I when people talk about it and it just seems to resonate, I think the objective scientific mind would say that's my own desperation and that's my fear of dying. Mm-hmm. And I want belief so badly because it's too stark to think that uh, there isn't anything more. Um, but I, the, in my gut, I just don't think that's the case. Okay. I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's just nothing. Because I think there's enough magic and wonder, like, what are we doing here? We're on yeah. this fucking planet. Plus, there are those experiences, like you were talking about your phone, which yeah. deleted that note, which may right. be nothing, right. but it could be something. It's the only note it deleted. It's weird. Well, in, the, in that, <laughs> uh, that impasse, you have a choice to make. Mm-hmm. And I believe you're full of shit either way. <laughs> you say it's a coincidence, and it's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And this guy, proof of heaven, he had DMT was released into his brain. Mm-hmm. This man who knows what DMT is. Mm-hmm was fooled by it. And oh. I haven't I haven't read the whole book and he's full of shit and I don't care what he says about learning things that he didn't know uh blah blah it's all in his brain and he's gone and it doesn't mean anything. I think you're full of shit if you say that and I think you're full of shit if you're like he definitely went to heaven and he definitely right. met God, which is one of the things he says he did. Cuz you're saying you have an absolute answer. Nobody has an absolute answer, you know? I mean right. nobody knows that's anything. That's our th- that's our belief. Yeah. yeah. We're we're saying we're saying that we don't know anything. I think some people would say that they do know, and that's their belief, and that's okay. That's also okay. Yeah. Matt, Matt and I got in trouble for having that opinion. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because we said the same thing. Oh, yeah. Where we were like, you can't know, and blah, blah. And yeah, I guess that's just our belief. Some and people, you got in trouble? What do you mean? Just people... a little bit. People were like, that, that's just your belief, and I wish you would just, if you're going to say that, just acknowledge that that's your belief, mm, mm-hmm. that, uh, that that in itself is a belief. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's and true. it is. When mm-hmm. I read that, I, the comments usually on the podcast are very helpful and usually put very nicely, mm-hmm. except every one out of 50 will just make me want to ban the person somehow from listening to the show. Well, people <laughs> are horrible sometimes, <laughs> especially when they get online. Yeah, when they're reduced to that yeah. identity. But I mean... What? No, I was just thinking I sometimes want to like hunt people down that say things online not even about me just about other people and be like what are you doing huh what are you doing with your life i'll tell you what they're doing they're hurting and you're not getting anywhere and and i need to let go of that kind of stuff because i get very wrapped up in people in like justice and Mm -hmm. and righting the wrongs and what are you gonna do you know yeah you can't do anything about it i get that you just gotta be happy well, that's why Judge Dredd was so fun to watch. He's a guy going around taking care of business and, yeah. and sentencing people. And there is something that we love about that. Mm-hmm. And we do want a Judge Dredd to go like, you left a mean comment on a podcast that a, that a guy does. And look, I benefit from it. I, I joke that it's a free show, but I benefit from it. But like I am being very, very honest. And when people uh, take that 
and they use it against me. Mm-hmm. You want to say like, well, you've done something wrong. I showed you my neck yeah. and you cut it. Yeah. And you're a dick. Yeah. Sentence, death. Death. <laughs> Actual cutting. <laughs> but the truth is, the more enlightened thing is, anyone that trolled me online, I believe that if we were stuck in an elevator or if we, you know, if we were stuck together in one way or another, we could find the commonality. Mm-hmm. We could find each other. Yeah. And we would find each other. Yeah. And that's true of, you know, I think almost anybody. Yeah. And I think that might be a trite and over, overstated statement, but I think it's true. And really the more beautiful thing to do, hurt people, hurt people is another AA thing and another Al-Anon thing. Mm. But it's really true. Yeah. If someone's lashing, when I'm lashing out and being negative and when I almost reply to somebody on the, on the comment board mm-hmm. and say something like, Hey, in all honesty, fuck, period, you, period. Never listen to the show. Yeah, don't need you. And then I look at my life in that moment and I'm like, I'm upset right now about a lot of things. Yeah, this yeah, is one this of is them. not it. Yeah, yeah this, is just, this is a small thing, but like I'm frustrated mm-hmm. or I'm sad or something's happening. Yeah. And I think it's a more enlightened choice to be like, let's just leave that alone. Yeah. I'd rather he think I not see it. I didn't see it. Right, right. I, uh, I follow <laughs> Deepak. 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 I can never say his name right. Deepak Chopra. I didn't mean to correct you, but yes. But is that right? Yeah. yeah I believe it's Deepak. Yeah. And uh, and somebody tweeted something at him the other day that was like, you're an idiot. Something stupid like that. And he retweeted with a comment that said, I am your reflection. And I was like, uh, uh, that's perfect. That's wow. so perfect. I that's am your light. reflection. Yeah. Well, buddy, I hate to quote Jewel right now, but I'm about to. <laughs> I just got so excited. <laughs> Jules' album. This is everything I wanted it to be. <laughs> I, I love Gavin with girls. Jules' album, Pieces of You. Mm-hmm. Do you did you have it? Oh God, did I have it? Well, remember the song Pieces of You? Mm-hmm. That that's the whole idea. It, it's not a good song. That song <laughs> well, is bad. I mean, it has its. It's it okay. Has its strong I still remember it. <laughs> I guess that makes it good. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's just that old, old thing of like, we hate what we, what, that's why people get so mad at their kids. Mm-hmm. You have a kid and then the kid demonstrates in a mini version, some shortcoming of you. Yeah. That's where you're like, you little shit. And that's why you sit in that chair and beat him. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't, you can't stand it. Yeah. But I am your reflection is perfect. Isn't that brilliant? I mean, like, that is the right response. I know. Because why would you have such a strong reaction to me? I think one of the most hurtful things someone said about me was that uh, that my perspective was very privileged. Mm. And I'm not here to say that it's not. I've had a very blessed life. I hate that word, but it's true. Uh, so yeah, my perspective is a little bit privileged. But you know, that being said, I've I've experienced, I've seen other things. You know, I've been around a little bit. Um, but really, why would someone get so mad at someone for being? having a privileged perspective unless it just like was reflecting something on them or really right getting some of that vampire sunlight on them right and that's why ah! <laughs> then they just start typing yeah well people that's how i feel about lena dunham people's like r- like visceral reactions do people not her. like her people some people hate her i mean there are people that love her and understand what she's doing and then there are people that are like you're just a privileged white girl you don't understand anything about life you don't understand anything about the world you don't speak for me just like all this vitriolic how could you horrible comments i was just thinking about her today because i'm watching girls i love girls so good and i was thinking i was like how does she 
how does she have, as I was pulling, Glennis, as I was pulling into the lot to park today, yeah. I was thinking about her boyfriend in that show, it's not a spoiler, goes like, I eat food for fuel. <laughs> like, because she's struggling with her weight, and yeah. he's like, I know to eat when my eyes get blurry. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how is this girl, Lena Dunham, mm-hmm. who's so young, understanding what's funny about her life as it's happening, Yeah, basically? Yeah. She's, she has the perspective as it's happening. That's that's what's so special about her. That's is amazing. That she gets that she's so full of shit in the ways that she's full of shit. Yes. She gets that she's privileged in the ways that she's privileged, and she sees her friends as they really are, and she understands how I, a 33-year-old, would see her and laugh at her. Yeah. You laugh with her and at her and everything. Yeah. How did she do that? And it really makes me sad. I didn't know people hated her. It's got to be. I mean, it is her upbringing. That, that is what she has this very artistic family. And that right. is what, you know, created this kind of introspection that she has on her life. Yeah. I don't, I think people are just, I think they're pissed for a lot of reasons. I mean, I know there's a lot of, there are a lot of white people on TV. Yeah. There are, you know, and to yeah. call a show girls and to have it be these four white girls that are from privileged backgrounds. Right. But when you take, when you strip all of that away and you see that she is this, she's a genius. I mean, she really is yeah. like in, in, in my opinion. Right. And she, these are her three friends that she has known for a long time and she put them in the show. Wouldn't you put your friends in your show? She's Woody Allison. She's Woody Allison. <laughs> I was sitting on that while you were talking. Uh, I saw it. I saw the wheels a turning. Allison, one of the actresses on the, on the show listens to the show, which is awesome. Oh, she's great. All of them. Yeah, Yeah. they're all great. Yeah. She's so great. But I think people are just very quick to be like, fuck you. Because they want, either they want that or... Well, that's the thing. So what am I supposed to do? I'm hosting a show. And yeah, I went to private school and then I I don't have student loans and blah, blah. Are you supposed to apologize for how you grew up? Uh, This cocksucker thinks so. (laughs) But what what is he really mad about, I wonder? Like, what in you brings out that, that anger in him? Is it that he didn't have a privileged life? Is it that it yeah. seems like what you're doing? I think that's another thing. It can seem like what what a comedian is doing is like easy, or it's right. like you know this this like kind of privileged life still. Right. But you have worked very hard for what you've gotten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that might be it, and that 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 would uh, make sense. I, I say all the time, I'm I'm jealous of my life too, and I'm living it. You know yeah. what I mean? I really I really like my life. <laughs> Why should? But that's a hard thing too. It's hard to. It's hard to really, really feel like you're allowed to enjoy what you have. Yeah. Fucking Lena Dunham, right? I find I her very. Uh, I find her very sexy as well. She's very sexy. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. I have a brain crush on her. It's not that I don't like her body. I do, and I also really find it fun. I'm using the word fun about how quickly she gets naked. I know. She, I, I don't know just, why I'm confidence. just like... That's the sexiest thing in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And her tattoos. I know. But and that's the thing, like... she eats a cupcake in the tub. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to eat cupcakes. And she shows herself in these real, like, unflattering yes. situations. Yes. Sitting on a toilet with a right. birthday cake in your lap naked. Like, right. no woman would be like, that is what is going to make, you know, my who, image. Who did that? Who said it was okay? <laughs> I know. Who approved who that? Who told her I don't it was know, okay. but I love them. It's brilliant. I know. I'm still... I look at photos like, I'm a girl. I'm like, I don't know, my jawline or whatever. Of yourself, yeah. 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 And there's so many shots in that show where I'm just like, yeah, she looks really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you think because women are always supposed to be this this like slender, especially if you're shown naked. I mean, what what woman who isn't like a supermodel shows her 
everything. Right. You know? Right. When she shows the, when she took the picture that sent the dirty picture back to her boyfriend who sent, or not her boyfriend at the time. I don't want to get into spoilers. That was so funny to I me. Know, I and it was know. also just like, I couldn't. The the I know it's scripted, but it's just like how quickly she took her shirt off. I know. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? She just walks in, strips. And, yeah. And then she's just as comfortable clothed as she is naked. Yeah. Which is a phenomenon. I don't I know, know how that happens. I know. <laughs> well, how old is she in real life? She, I want to say 25. See, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I didn't get I didn't get nude confident until I don't know much later. Yeah, is it? I wonder if it's just the nude confident. nude confident, <laughs> naked confidence, naked confidence. The new book. Yeah, <laughs> buy it at the airport. <laughs> yeah, I it seems like their generation though, the new generation of children. I feel like an old lady when I say that, but I feel like they they have this like confidence that our generation didn't. As much, and our gener- and our parents' generation didn't. I'm worried. I was worrying about that before I was thinking about the show Girls as I was driving here. I was worried. I was like, things seem a little navel-gazy. And I feel like something, and I'm afraid something's going to come and make that not possible. In, in, like, in Girls? Or no, 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 no. In, in your li- life. In life. Like oh. I was watching Sound City, the David Grohl movie, where they're talking about the recording studio where they did Nevermind and all these things. I was yeah. like, there's all this time. There's all this leisure. There's this time to do this podcast. There's mm-hmm. time to listen to this podcast. It's time to watch these movies. And there just seems like there's so much leisure that it's going to be balanced out. And it made me afraid. I was like, is there going to be some sort of You're waiting for the other apocalypse or something? Mm. Yeah, something really fucking crazy. Interesting. Because that seems to be the way the world goes. There's a lot of suffering out there, too. I know. I know. We, we're just not seeing it so much. But then, like, where, when does ours show up or whatever? Mm. Or, you know, if it does it. I don't know. I mean, I... I I don't doubt that you have suffered in your life. Yeah, and, yeah, and we're all quietly suffering still. But I'm just wondering, what's the thing that's gonna? What happened? Katie, oh, Katie's God. suffering right now. I know she's too popular. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him oh, to no. cool it. Yeah, just everything's gonna be cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't even like talk. I don't even like giving it voice. I think I think it's just that I've gotten my own life to such a place where I'm like, this is so nice. Maybe I'm afraid of something shaking it. But I'm also I'm also looking at Dave Grohl's life. I'm like, that seems pretty nice. He's seems pretty comfortable. He's making this movie and all this. Yeah, stuff. is something going to happen? Like some sort of a- economic apocalypse that we all just like suddenly we're just eating canned tuna and stabbing. Each oh, other. I think for sure. I you think, think so? for sure the really? road. Yeah, you think the road happen. is coming? Oh yeah, for sure. And I think I'm going to be great at it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that your fantasy? Do you fantasize about it? I do. I like I when I first moved to New York when I was 19, I I would walk around cuz everything was just so it was just like I was barely able to survive there, so I would walk around and think of the worst possible scenario and how I would survive that and you know I would like see bags of bagels outside of a and I'd be like, those are th- those would be great. Those would last me for you know sure. the inside. I could scoop out, and that would be fine. Even after the outside started to rot, and like that's how my brain would work. Yeah, where I would sleep, where I would that's wash myself. Larry David said he would do that too. Really? He'd be like, if I'm homeless, I would sleep here. It's yeah. warm. It's sheltered. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's interesting because I think about that too. Do but you? the truth is, because I was just talking to Howard Kramer about this, uh, it, it wouldn't be good. Food would stop. Yeah. If, if like. The, <coughs> if food, the di- distribution of food stopped, 
would all be fucked. Well, but what I'm saying is I feel like I would be very good at figuring out how to survive long term. Like even after the food stopped, you know, finding a space in the woods, you know, making a shelter and being covered uh, food wise, you know, warmth wise, all that stuff. Like right away, immediately doing that even before things ran out and like just stockpiling and, you know. I think – I think that's an extension of your lady hunter gatherer sort of thing where you're like, I could, I could gather and store and cave up. Mm-hmm. And that's a very pleasant fantasy. But, and it's always been for me as well. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of always having to walk west and I have a book or a child with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I, I love that simple life. But yeah. then Howard and I were talking about it. The truth is you almost wouldn't even want to have a gun. Because like, let's say you do have a gun. And now it's the Wild West and, and people are starving and people are losing their minds mm-hmm. and everyone's afraid that they're going to die and most people did die in whatever mm-hmm. the apocalypse was. So we, we've lost all hope. And now you have a gun. Okay. Uh, you know who else has gun? Is all the, You know who else has gun? Is all the ex-military yeah. and all the ex-cops. Yeah. So there are all these people trained with their guns and then there's you with your little gun. It would almost be better not to have – it would – like – when we got done talking about it, it would be like really the right choice is to die is to stay in your apartment, wait till you run out of food and then die. I don't believe that. But then, like, why are you surviving? Like, what are you well, then that, waiting for? That was the other thing. We yeah. were like, what is the point of living at that point anyway? Yeah. Just be like, we had a good run. I saw Monsters Inc. <laughs> in 3D. I have all those memories. I ate a really good sandwich once. Yeah. Now let's just call it. They put coleslaw on the sandwich, oh, and then you go, let's find fries. out what happens if my soul <laughs> evolved enough. Pow! Damn! Gina? That's, yeah, damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. <laughs> that's a bunch of baking soda. <laughs> just snorting it on up. Um, I feel like that's. I feel like we did really well. Let's, um, let's bring this home with the speed round. Do you know the hardest time you've ever laughed? Um, I feel like... Yes. Uh, Oh really? Yeah, no, yeah. I was uh, I was drinking a bottle of wine with my friend Brittany. We were seventeen, and uh, we just kept drinking. And we're sitting on her trampoline in the backyard, and I Tramp? peed my pants. <laughs> Wait, why? I laughed so hard I peed my pants. What were you laughing at? I think I don't know. I think we were talking like full we were just release, full release, like peed. And while I was peeing, I was like, Brittany, I'm peeing, I'm peeing. And then it made us laugh even more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brittany, I'm peeing. Perfect white trash. It's never. It had something to do with a deer because we were like looking out into the woods the and there was something about a deer. getting trashier and trashier. <laughs> you're on a trampoline. You're drinking Behringer drinking, White Zimbabwe, I'm mean, sure. Stole from her parents, yeah. You pissed yourself with I, a girl named Brittany, Brittany laughing about a deer? Yeah. Brittany is actually the smartest person I know. She's really? Like, she's like built her own dental practice by the time she was like 28. And now she travels the world doing oral health really? conferences and like giving children with bad teeth makeovers and stuff like that she's pretty amazing wow yeah but that was the hardest i think i've probably ever loved. <laughs> i love the idea i love those things that happen in fits of laughter that then become funnier yeah like uh i'm gonna throw up is a good one <laughs> i'm gonna throw up and then that the joke becomes they're gonna throw up yeah and then they do or you pee yourself or there's some sort of full release yeah <laughs> like you peed so much you didn't have to go later no i i just i completely just let it go because i was like well, who shorts? cares you know <laughs> Cut off what were you wearing i was wearing jeans for sure so then but then we kept like we didn't want to go back inside so we just kept like running around the neighborhood we went into her neighbors with wet pants with wet pants i just didn't even care i was like who cares everybody pees right <laughs> 
Oh my god! I have no problems. I also have. I also enjoy talking about when adults um, defecate in their pants, but mm-hmm. I just I don't have any problem with it. I don't. I don't see why it matters. You know what I mean? I feel like if I was if if Michelle Obama were sitting right here, I would be like, yeah, I peed my pants. Like, I respect who you cares? a lot, but who cares? Yeah. You know, I peed my pants. Well, we really want to. We really want to shut that side out of us. Yeah. That goes back to old people with them peeing and pooping their mm-hmm. pants. We hate that. It's real. You're just facing like life and death right there. Like it's yeah. there's nothing that will make you feel more like grateful for what you have than going into a, a nursing home. Really? Nothing, the second floor of a nursing home. That's where they put the... Yeah, that's um, where they put like palliative care and people who are there to die basically. And there's... It's... It's just the saddest thing you'll ever see in your life. It really is. You just, you walk out of there and you just think, if there is a God, thank God. If you believe in God, you thank God for what you have because they're just sitting up there shitting themselves and it's not able to process what's going on, not able to have conversations, all the things that we take for granted, Mm. you know? Makes you want to go for a jog. (laughs) It It does. does. It does. Like, like, stop... I have a real problem with people who are like complaining about the things that that I mean, like people complaining at open mics about doing stand up. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Go to the second floor, sweet. Go to the, the second floor of a nursing home yeah. and look at these people in the eyes and then come back and tell me that. How are you doing that? You just walking in and visiting? My dad is there, so I would go oh, in and see right. him. And he's so, on the second floor? He's on the second floor, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like the Alzheimer's is like about eight years, the, the lifespan from diagnosis to the end. So he's up there, um, palliative care. But I can like bring him out a little bit. You know, my sister and I can make him smile and, you know, just like play music and bring him out. But these other people don't have anybody that come that we see. You know, his roommate doesn't have anybody that comes to visit. So you just have to walk through there and be like, this is so sad. This is the saddest thing I will literally ever see. Just the end of people's lives. Just You're just dying. That's mm. all it is. <laughs> I had the weirdest thought. There's his roommate. Do you give him any show? Is there any sort of like, and here's one for Ronnie. You know what's weird? You know what's weird is like... I assume you like this. <laughs> we just play the, uh, the Benny Hill theme and run around and grab each other's butts, and they really enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> but he has Alzheimer's as well, and he's in the stage of Alzheimer's where he's a little angry and kind of like forgetting, um, like forgetting enough to make it really frustrating and really upsetting. So he, there's not a lot of interaction with him yet. But if my dad's still around when he's like a little further along, then it will be, which is weird to say, but then it will be a little more fun. He'll be able to sit there and like interact with us instead of being, instead of pacing, which is what he does now. I, this is so depressing, but it's, I don't know, it's my life. So true. Yeah. Kind of like living ghosts a little bit. Like oh, that. 100%. Yeah. 100% living ghosts. It's so sad. And the nurses, like, God bless them. A lot of them really care. A lot of them don't give a shit, you know? And they, like, one nurse got fired for not turning my dad enough. And, you know, you got bed sores and stuff. So there are people out there that I am like, why are you doing this? Don't do this. Do something else. But God bless them. God bless them. I keep saying God. No. God bless them. Oh, but really, if there is a God...
Yeah, all this all this new agey hypothesizing that I do is from a privileged, young, healthy person's perspective. Like, I wonder what it what if I saw more of that, what I would think is happening. That lends itself a little bit more to like. I feel like this in, is all a joke, and we just end up living ghosts. Well, I think what it really will teach you is that you. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter as long as you are trying to really appreciate what you have and really enjoy all the things that you have, which Matt, I think, again, to bring it back to him, I think he really helps me with that because for a long time going in that nursing home, I just was depressed. I was like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. teaches you to have relationships because you don't want to be left alone in that nursing home by yourself at the end Mm. because that's the saddest thing. So it teaches you to have relationships and and really like foster, you know, like nurture those relationships. Right. So I think you I think you have good perspective on life. I don't Who, think. Me? Yeah, I don't think. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? Who me? Uh, 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 what were you gonna say? <laughs> no, I think that, I think that it sounds to me like you appreciate what you have and and. I, I think you should stop being hard on yourself for having a privileged upbringing because you had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I, I, I'm finding the truth, not just the privileged truth where I'm like, I think we prance and come back <laughs> when we die. Maybe I should go to the nursing home with you. Um, we'll, we'll do a podcast. We could. We'll interview all of those, oh all the first God. floor people. and It's so NPR. Act one, living ghosts. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, that, there would be a lot of depressing aspects of that. Well, uh, how we got there from tramp piss I pants. Know, I God, don't know, God. I peed my pants. Um, Just like a nursing home. That's why. Let's 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 end with a, a funnier thing. Okay. Let's do the let's do the sing song game. I want you to do it. Will <laughs> you do it again? You can pick the you can pick the name of the song. Is it all Avril Lavigne? Do you want a different person? Um. Yeah. Let's, maybe just the pit, throw a curveball at me. Whatever you want. Well. All right. It's going to be Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. All of her funny songs, you know. I, I couldn't spell it, but it fixed it for me. <laughs> well, it's funnier with slow songs, I find. That's, yeah. that's why I want it to be... Um, okay. Maybe I'll just take one of my headphones off. Okay. Um, well, these are all Christmas songs that will work. <laughs> You'll know those. Well, she hasn't had a, a new album in a while. I do like Sarah McLaughlin. I used to love her. Oh, Katie to the oh, rescue. Laws of Illusion. Look at that. Oh, thanks, Katie. <laughs> I don't know that song. Okay, you can pick the song. Oh, that's the album. Uh, I'm going to give you a number. Mm-hmm. Four. I knew you were going to say four. Because <laughs> I went like this. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Changes by Sarah McLaughlin. Changes. Album Laws of Illusion. Never, I'm going to be really good now that I can hear it. Never having heard no, the I haven't song. Heard. I haven't started it yet. Okay. Glennis McMuldrow. I can't believe that you're underneath the night of seed. It isn't a week. I can't get in a don't have no time. I am in the high. I can't really get you. Turn it up. Back up now. 
<laughs> you don't understand. I do this like every day. I want to do, do one. around and I can feel you slipping away. What is the melody to this song? Say keep it crispy. <laughs> keep it crispy. <laughs> I knew you would. Angel, We can even do harmony. Songs in three. Keep it McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Glennis. You're Thanks the for best. Having me, Petey. We'll see you again. All right. Let's go to the Dresden with Maddie. Yay! He's so much happier now that he's off the road. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com.